Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy New Year! This is the first uh, ALN for the new year, baby. Holy shit, 2017, we made it. Feeling good. You look good. You look good, 2017. I'm going to say that right off the bat. First impressions are everything. And uh, if we're basing our first impressions off this part two best of episode, it's going to be a good year because this episode is uh, is stacked. Hope you guys enjoyed part one of the best of About Last Night. Um, I think about four hours of of conversations, which uh, were so amazing. It was pretty uh, awesome to compile those all into one great app. Shout out to our buddy Eric Harbin for putting all those together. Uh, part two is is just as stacked. I mean, from uh, from Adam Devine to Jimmy Pardo to Hassan Minaj, Kyle Kinane, uh, David Steinberg, Thomas Ian Nicholas, the Rookie of the Year uh, in, from American Pie, uh, Jake Zamansky, the director of uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, to Kevin Eastman, the creator of the Ninja Turtles, Jesse Joyce. It's a stacked lineup. So uh, enjoy the hell out of this one, and happy fucking New Year, man. 2017 is going to be dope. Uh, a lot of tour dates coming up for 2017. I'm on the road every weekend in January, uh, starting with this weekend in Brea, California, January 5th through the 8th. I'll be headlining my first time at the Brea Improv. So pumped. Uh, so get your tickets at uh, improv.com. And then January 12th to the 14th, I'll be headlining the Kansas City Improv for the first time. Very pumped about that. Again, tickets at improv.com. And then I'll be at Comics in Mohegan Sun, January 19th through the 21st. Um, in Connecticut and then January 22nd is our first About Last Night live podcast for 2017 as a part of the Riot LA Festival we're doing it January 22nd at 5pm get your tickets at riotla.com our guests for that show will be Brent Morin and Adam Devine holy shit two of the uh, two of the greats Uh, and then I go on tour with Adam Devine February 11th through March 4th big theater tour all those tickets I think are on Ticketmaster um, big theater tour. We're ending in L.A. at the Wiltern on March 4th. It's going to be a blast. It was bonkers last time. It's going to be bonkers again. I think we're doing a bust this time. <laughs> i gotta, I got to make sure I'm in uh, my liver's in good shape for this one. Um, but all those tour dates are at AdamRayTV.com with the ticket links. So go over there. Come out and see live shows in January. Uh, BradWilliamsComedy.com for all of Brad's tour dates. This weekend, Brad will be at the Calgary Laugh Stop in Calgary, Canada, baby. Uh, January 5th through the 7th um, go see Brad Calgary Laugh Stop in Calgary, Canada and then next weekend he's at Levity Live in West Nyack get your tickets at improv.com he's there January 11th through the 14th uh, of course bring all your merch your ALN merch to the shows which you can get at estoymerchandise.com estoymerchandise.com we got hats shirts, mugs posters, stickers get all your ALN merch it's not too late to make somebody's 2017 great and, uh, and give them a, a gift that keeps on giving them. Spread the word about the podcast. Tell one friend in 2017 about the podcast, how much you love it. Tell them to subscribe on iTunes and comment on the iTunes page. Uh, and, uh, and be subscribed for all the great shows. These best of shows are really a great way to get introduced. So if you want to tell somebody to start off listening to those, I think that's a good call. Um, of course, uh, you can also listen to my other podcast, Good Call, the Good Call podcast I do with Josh Wolf. We talk sports, we talk comedy. It's a sports comedy podcast without all the uh, extra number crunching and analytics that you would get from a sports talk show. It's a lot of fun. Josh Wolf has been a guest in the pod. He's in part two of this best of. He's the man. That pod's a lot of fun. Subscribe to Good Call on iTunes. 
And, uh, and of course, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad at Funny Brad. The podcast at ALN Podcast. At ALN Podcast on Instagram. Adam Ray 33 on Instagram. Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. And, uh, and look out for a lot of uh, exciting shit in 2017. Some cool projects on the horizon. Uh, the Joey Mac Project, which I did with Joey McIntyre, uh, is going to air in March on Pop TV. Uh, waiting to hear about Mad TV Season 2, which I think is looking good. So now that we got the tour dates out of the way, the Mad TV info out of the way, the Joey Mac Project out of the way, the merch info, the, the, the Twitter handles. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy part two of the Best of About Last Night podcast with so many guests, Brad Williams and myself, Adam Ray. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Best of moment number 21, my best bud from Workaholics, Pitch Perfect, Modern Family, and a whole bunch of movies coming out very soon. It's the one and only Adam Devine. But uh, another snafu I just had, I was giving a press interview. uh, For Mike and Dave? For Mike and Dave. Yeah, baby. And uh, they're like, how's Zac Efron? And I'm like... I'm like, that's all they want to know. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, huge dick. And they're like, oh my God, really? And I'm like, no, he has a huge dick. And it's <laughs> handsome. It's as handsome as he is. Uh, and, uh, and veiny like his arms. More abs. And I'm just obviously <laughs> like, abs. the abbiest cock. Yeah. He has which, dick abs. Which, by the way, the abbiest cock is a Judy Bloom book I will be pitching <laughs> next sure. year. Absolutely. Uh, and so it just got picked up everywhere, like hundreds of like tabloid. Uh, like websites just were like Adam Devine says Zac Efron has a handsome cock and now I'm like <laughs> I get tweeted at by like gay, gaytimes.com like every day now what where they're just like tell us more about it <laughs> slowly yeah. with details hold on let me get my lotion <laughs> also do you have any pictures hey, how fucking bizarre like there's not a straight it's not like straight guy magazine, and then we're just reaching out to right. to, to guys going like, "Tell us all the details of her pussy." Yeah, yeah it's like, tell us the pussy details, the pussy pertinence. Yeah, yeah we don't we we, we, don't, we don't like hit up uh, Leo DiCaprio and be like, "All right, so you describe uh, every inch of yeah, every Victoria's yeah. Secret model yeah. that you've ever been with." Well, like, we should chill be. out, gay dude. <laughs> gay, whoever the, is the editor in chief of Gay Times magazine. Is it, by the way, I feel like you're making that up. No, That's I a swear. Real look at it. Look it up. Gay Times. How many? Is it a large following? They have a giant. I, I mean, mean I, I don't know. There's also another one like called Attitude or something. Yeah. That I, There's I, just I, so many sites and blogs and like. Yeah, but I'm I'm the uh, uh, foremost <laughs> authority on Zach Efron's cock right it's now. It's so all right. I can't believe him. Also, to this the fact website, that you described okay. it as handsome makes people more curious. Yeah. Because well, nobody ever yeah, calls a right. cock handsome. Uh, yeah. I'm like, big, handsome maybe. As he is throbbing, if you're looking at mine, but not yeah. handsome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I told Zach, I told Zach, I'm like, yeah, man, you should, uh, uh, I was like, hey, man, sorry about this. He's like, dude, it's hilarious. Uh, now I got to say something about your cock. Uh, <laughs> dude, and that's why he's the shit, Yeah, dude. he's great. He's like, he's like, oh, you talked about my cock, I should talk about your cock. I mean, that's And I'm like, great... that's hilarious because literally zero gossip <laughs> uh, websites would 
Go with it. <laughs> oh, literally, <laughs> did. literally zero. No, he didn't. Oh, but I mean, okay. well, maybe he did. No one covered it. <laughs> yeah. Really, really I wasn't like. Oh, I mean, that's it, great press for the. Movie. I don't know. It, it, it is right here on the cover of Gay Times Magazine's <laughs> oh website. Oh my god! They 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 have a picture of your cop. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get it out there, man. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to send dick pics. Yeah. It needs some press. Uh-huh. That by that by the way, if we're being completely honest, if if you tweeted just a regular dick and said here's his dick, like you can't ask for better press for the movie. I think you should. Just you know what? Well, that's not what I was getting to. I was just well, saying we, what would we be definitely fun? wanted to go out and I'm, this might be blowing it. I mean, you know, whatever. Whatever. But uh, we wanted to do press where we, uh, I mean, it's not really press. We basically just, like, kind of call paparazzi on ourselves or go somewhere where we know paparazzi will be. Yeah. And, like, go out to lunch together. Yeah. And then just uh, wear tight pants and just wear the hugest (laughs) fake cocks in our pants. Dude, Ed. Yeah, man. And then just be like, I couldn't be more in and, like, yeah, no. and have these paparazzi, all these paparazzi taking our photos with just these massive, well, because like, they hilariously do big cocks. Yes. Well, because like there, there, there's a story. I don't know why I know so much detail about this, but when, uh, but when you get the star, you'll understand. Remember that photo of like John Hamm, where it was oh, like, yeah. where I was like, that's it's where I got it's the idea. Down to his knee, like yeah, it's in, where... it's in. By the way. It's big. <laughs> ham, ham, whole ham. Oh, come on, man. Uh, yeah, that's. Part of me wants to do it and then write like uh, like an organization, like World Wildlife Federation, on my hand. You know how like big stars will be right. like they'll like cover their face with yeah. like, uh, and then it's like some sort of shout out to yeah, whoever, to whatever like organization. Yeah. That they, <laughs> that's so those types of things save the whales. Uh, First whale you need to save my dick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's also like the amount of I mean you know, and you're just starting to really feel this, but like with Efron, the amount of press he's done for movies and junkets, there probably is a part of him that's like. What, like you know, uh, and most actors are probably just like, "Fuck it, let me do something completely sure. different." Like you're giving the same answers, like you just said. Like every publication and and press is like asking, like, "What's he?" I'm sure they're like, "I think he's pretty pumped on." Well, I mean, I know he is. He's told me that he was like pumped on doing press with me because we're gonna go on like a huge international press. It's gonna be to awesome. Berlin, are you really? And like London That's and awesome. Paris and Australia and like all over the world. Oh my promoting God. this movie. So you're gonna have and to learn how to say Zach Efron's penis and like yeah. twelve. Different languages. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's excited to do it with me because I'm I'm gonna be so bad at it. I'm like because I don't have oh, no I don't way. have that filter of like oh, yeah. movie star filter of yeah. knowing how to say things. You're coming like from correctly. workaholics TV, say yeah. what you want. They uh-huh. wanna right. hear what you say yeah. what you want. Yeah. And and they live in that podcast <laughs> life. <laughs> but yeah, like about last night. As a comedian, people get excited when you go kind of off the rails and that you give not typical responses so yeah the, the, the fact that you're now doing these major press junkets whereas because uh for the now you had some press junket experience when you like did the intern and like you you had to hear yeah, what's you it like with that stuff yeah what's it like to work with robert de niro 1427 times yeah. i did it for pitch perfect and so mm-hmm. i've done it a few times but i've never done it as the lead yeah of right. the movie where there's that, more cameras and eyeballs on you where they yeah. actually like are spending a lot of money sending you around the world. Like, okay, yeah. So there's more expectations. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm, you know, I think Fox knows what they got with me. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know that what I mean? Like, right. Hell I yeah. mean, they're really fucking blowing it. If they're if they're like, no, I, he's gonna no, should have I mean, gotten David Hyde no Pierce if you want it clean. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think I think everybody knows. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Wild man. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like it's like well, we couldn't get Daniel Day Lewis, so we got Adam Devine. Yeah, yeah that, it's that, one that, step down, <laughs> just one DL, just one. Uh, do they give you <laughs> it's a cliff? Do they give you any sort of uh, press uh, prep class? Like I heard from the guys on no. Undateable, they gave them a social media class at NBC where they were like, "This is how you tweet about the show." Uh, no, I mean I know like uh, Chloe, my girlfriend Chloe Bridges, she. She was a Disney kid, yeah, and so she had to go through like they straight up go to like three days of yeah. school, Disney yeah. to learn, and so like she uh, like dated me. She's like, "What are you doing? <laughs> like you shouldn't post that. Like, <laughs> like you're making the Washington Monument your cock. Like that is a bad post. Like you're gonna get so much flack." And I'm like, oh, "Who is gonna no?" You know like what? Washington's family yeah. is going to get We right. respect the memorial. <laughs> if I see one more cock picture out yeah. of that monument. Well, yeah, and, no, and, and we the thing is, the British. <laughs> it, it used to be where it's like, well, like, don't do anything weird like that. Because then who knows? You can never be president. But nowadays with the cur- the current election, I'd be like, well, that would actually help you. Yeah. If, if like, no shit. Like, at, at this point, I think Trump could, like. Just do a photo of the of, of like the Washington Monument, like a like like a cock photo. I wonder if that would yeah. make it more likable. It probably would. People people are so weirdly onboard. He could be like, I could I sit on my thumb. I sit on my thumb every day, and I'm the best at sitting on my thumb. And people are like, he sits on his thumb. Know, he likes his finally, thumb in his ass yeah. when he tells a speech. I do it too. I can relate to that. Yeah. Do you are you are you following any of the? I feel like I know the answer to that, but I feel like you're a little bit up to date. I know everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so, do you feel that Trump's stance on immigration rivals that of a Marco Rubio, or, or do you think it's a little like more extreme than Ted, than Ted Cruz's? All I know is that stance? wall is going to be bigger than anything you've ever seen. It's going to be higher than this room, and Mexico's going to pay for it. Next question. Like, like, the, like what the Connect Four wall is to Brad. It'll be that. For Mexicans. <laughs> I fucking hate that connect for a wall. It's always keeping you down. He, he, he keeps me down, man. I mean, so, so sometimes I get into a fight with a girlfriend, and, she, and just puts, she just puts, puts down the connect for a wall, and I can't, I get, can't get back get to the bed. No! That's so funny. And I don't even get to sleep on the couch. I sleep on the ottoman. It's fine. What, wasn't connect for? I just had, by the way, a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids conversation uh, two nights ago, mm-hmm. and we were talking That's about- lucky. <laughs> Dude, we talked about how a how like amazing it would be to have made that movie as one of the kids, and then we talked about, and I don't think this has ever been brought about that the aunt in that movie uh, was like a you know killer at the beginning. Remember when they first ran into it? It was yeah. like trying to you know steal mm-hmm. her shit and take them out, mm-hmm. and then at the end, if you remember, he fought off one of the a, bugs, a, scor- a scorpion, right? A scorpion, yeah. And then remember they put like the little fucking donut hole in front of his face, and then he like ran him back to safety. Anyway, uh, I, I was guess sh- you remember a little more about <laughs> my that point movie is than the I- first time I <laughs> cried and got an erection was during Honey I Shrunk the Kids because that was a sweet moment, and the oldest daughter was um, she showed just enough cleavage. I'm, I'm starting to really delve into can your you, whole psyche. Can you get on board with this? Yeah. <laughs> can you, you remember the movie? 
I do. Yeah. yeah. Are we are we going into first direction conversation? I guess what I'm trying to say is. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> First I don't know direction. Why did, I why did I just bring that up? We're talking about Trump. I'm, I, yeah, did, you said that real hard. In yeah, the first hard dick story. Did the, did, did, did the ant have a similar hairstyle? I'm trying to see like the through line. It's here. like you wrote down a list of topics that we're talking about, and it that was one like of them it. that not you at starred, all. And you were like, "I'm getting it in. <laughs> I'm getting it in." Not at all. Quite honestly. Well, uh, Adam did his uh, hilarious Trump impression where he sounded exactly like himself. <laughs> Best of moment number 22. He's got a one-man show called Homecoming King right now. You should all go see. You know him from The Daily Show. You know him from his stand-up. He's insightful, poignant, and just straight-up fucking hilarious. It's the one and only Hassan Minaj. I actually do care. Like, when, like, people are getting fucked over, like, I actually kind of do care. Like, I'm like, yeah. no, this is like... Well, I mean, yeah. you know how, like, we're always looking for the opposite angle? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, no, 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 that's really good. Like, sometimes I'm like, no, that's, like, that's not good. Like, in a... Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, and been, I think that's what kind of helps make you so great uh, on the Daily Show is because you do get passionate about these certain issues. I remember you did one segment where, like, you essentially equivocated Trump to ISIS. Oh, white ISIS. Yes, right, right, yeah. white ISIS, which, yeah, 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 yeah. which which sounds like a great NBA nickname. It yeah, really yeah. does. Yeah. Jason Williams missed white out on ISIS, that. Yeah. It was white oh, chocolate. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, like it's the killer. You, you saw. <laughs> You you saw your passion behind that, name. yeah. Like you saw that you th- this was not just a bit for you. Like oh you right, like, right right right. You, yeah. you, you were getting like fired up about it. Yeah yeah yeah. Those are fun. Those are the and, cool moments. And I, I think those are the best bits. The, the ones that you're actually like you have a stake in. Sure. Yeah. What, what what comedy uh, did you see or that your folks uh, introduced you to or growing up? In- I didn't even see comedy growing up. Like because we didn't have cable television. My dad was like, "Yo, we got th- we f- eight channels or whatever." Channel really? 3, channel 13, channel Would 10, you try to, like, 40. when your mom would come over, you're like, look, mom, it's good to see you, but while you're here, you fucking no, need no, no, cable. No. College, college was crazy. Yeah. You guys had T3 lines in college, right? Yeah. Like, super fast. So mm-hmm. there was this thing where there was this inter within the UC schools. There was, you could, you could have, like, really, really fast connection. So mm-hmm. people on their, basically, MacBooks, we were all connected to each other, and kids were down, this is like the... Napster Kazaa, days. Napster yeah, I remember those. So pe- Kazaa, people were I love that shit. Everything. Yeah. At like in like eight seconds. Yeah. So I'm talking about every episode of Seinfeld, every episode of South Park, every like. Right. Wasn't that insane? It's when insane. That was happening? And like now, it was even better than it is now. Yeah. Because like now, there's all these restrictions. Right. On things. You know, laws. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got to pay <laughs> eight things. bucks to do HBO yeah. Go or yeah. whatever the yeah. hell it is. And okay, so, so you got that's where you that's got your shit. When I was as a freshman, I walked into a friend's room. I saw like uh, Chris Rock, so never scared. So it was like oh four. It's not even. Wow. It wasn't even, even bring like, the pain. Yeah. It wasn't even bring the pain. Because the whole time when I like first heard about stand up, I remember it was just the beginning of Seinfeld. I'm like, this is the worst part of Seinfeld. You know, like oh, the, the, the yeah, opening the montage with the brick. And That's yeah. the first stand up you ever Laundry's saw. Laundry's crazy, and I'm like, yo, this is whack. <laughs> Get to like the story, but then I saw Never Scared, the purple, the purple suit, and. Um, I remember in college and high school. Yeah, I was yeah. a freshman in college. In high school, I did speech and debate, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is funny speech and debate." Oh, interesting. That's how you um, equated Jeez. it. That's why I was in like, "College." I, I was like, like, to me, that sounds like, like one oh, of those like funny speech and movies where a guy's in a bomb shelter for forty years and he comes out like, "What's changed in the world?" Like you're coming into college just going, "Wait, stand up comedy." What a yeah. great way to look at it. Where you just I, uh, say that again. What you just said, stand up comedy is funny speech and debate, dude, for sure. Yeah, because because uh, you're trying to make your point. Yeah. But you're making it entertaining. Yeah, through. I took a speech and debate class too, and would always try to be 
really funny and my teacher remember one point pulled me aside she's like look it's clear that you like you have a knack for that but like try to win these like uh-huh. try to these debates and like you're just yeah. trying to it's the same thing when I like play board games I'm just like not concerned about winning I am just want to like be the funniest and make everybody laugh and she's right. like try to fucking and that really kind of like flipped a switch for me where I was like oh I gotta kind of like like I, there's a way to do both yeah um, yeah what about that really you must have excelled in that so yeah I mean it was just like I don't know I liked looking at it and like I liked seeing like like sides of the argument and then pre- mm-hmm. like presenting and then counter like and then presenting a counter argument like I loved it, it was and like, you had that down like uh, innately and what did, how did you get the comedy part in there I mean were you like where did you start to find like oh Hassan's got some fucking like quick timing or did you, was it just all well there? through that yeah, and okay. then I was mm-hmm. like um, I, I got fired from all my jobs in high school like I worked at Safeway I worked at Office Max I worked <laughs> oh, at a lot of different places and I kind of was like. I was a little bit of like a Safeway anarchist where I'm like, yo, this whole system, it's kind of bullshit. Dude, it is. I worked at Albertsons. Yeah. I'm and like, this uh, is all kind of bullshit. Safeway That's why I stole anarchist. shit because we had no benefits. Yeah. Wait, what were your main problems? Well, with, with Office Max, it was like every time someone walks in, you have to say, welcome to Office Max. How can mm-hmm. I help you take it to the max? First. <laughs> first. Don't just skip over that, dude. That case in point is oh why I would fucking yeah, fire myself. Someone, yeah. and the mind-boggling <laughs> so, thing is so, you, someone wrote that and thought, this will help us increase sales. Yeah, and so when you don't say it, your yeah. man, like you would get like written up or your manager would be Holy like, blah, 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 blah. Would you ever try to say it like, under your breath? Just to like, be like, I said it. Or I'd be like this. I'd be like, welcome to Office Max. And then uh, like my manager, Gary, would be like, hey, Hassan, say the rest of it. And I go, I did. You didn't see it. I turned. I turned. You didn't see over my shoulder. <laughs> oh, right? man. I'll be taking so, so they had, they had, they had an employee. There was somebody on the payroll who was hired to facilitate if you said take it to the max. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. It was like was there you, somebody who was especially good at it with uh, take it to the max? Yeah, come yeah. on, that'd like, be one yeah, guy. That there was, was a like people, there was a couple people that bought in, and like one of the, Gary was like he's like sit down with me. Like he gave me this sort of like this like thing, <laughs> and he's like Hassan, I feel like yeah, you don't know what like that means. Office space where he's like you don't have enough flair. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. in your life, Hassan, you haven't taken it to the max in another facet of right. your life, and I think that's why. You can't connect with how Office Max does go to the max. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to go there, do you want to go there? Right. Do you want to go to the max? Do you want to live in this little? You're like, yeah, dude. Say by the bell. Are we talking? Did you build like some sort of fake set where we can go have a shake with Kelly and, and Slater? Um, yeah. So I was just like, I was kind of like, and then there was I had coworkers who bought in. They were all in. Like wow. they took they their drank chips. The and they were like, dude, yes, mm, take it Kool-Aid. to the max. <laughs> then you have to buy this thing called like. Performax or something. You know how they, they're like, we're like, we're like a, you know, at the, the end, you know, at the end of the sale, they're like, hey, do you want to? You know, Best Buy does it too. You want to insure this for like right. yeah. eighteen ninety nine? You're never gonna never do follow up on this, nope. but it's another right. thirty dollars on top of your purchase. So I used to have to, have to sell printers, and people would be like, should I get the? Should I get the? Assure, I think Assure Max. Should I get the Assure Max? And I'm like, no, you're never gonna use it. Number two, like Dude, the, you're my favorite employee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I, was I like, love these guys. They have built-in obsolescence on these things. So I was like, do you know Canon? Like basically designs these things to last less than two years. They built it, build it that way. They don't build it like an old Chrysler. They build it so it's right. like, it, it will apart. fail. So you yeah. have to buy a new one. So you come back two years. Yeah. Is that you, most products, by the way? Yeah, that's most products. They that's, get you off the re-up, man. So. Mm-hmm. That's why iPhone comes out with a new thing. Yeah, every fucking, so like yeah. one of the one of the employees ratted me out and said that they saw me saying that to somebody. Uh, but the kid like went to my high school, so I was I was gonna be like, look, man, just don't don't buy it, just buy the printer. And I was like, by the way, like ink is gonna rob you, man. Like I say, you just go to school and you print shit out there. Yeah. But this is like 
anarchy to my manager. To Gary, this is anarchy. Yeah, you're going against the system, dude. <laughs> you're like you're hurting sales. All these counter arguments to what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is bullshit. Are you a plant? Yeah. Do you work? At, do you work at Staples? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck hires you? Yeah. Who's the, who's so what's your real name? So when he, I got fired from there and yeah. from uh, Safeway, he who's was the like, employee feel, that tattles. Like who's the employee that sees an employee goes, everywhere? That I've got to make everybody. sure that this doesn't continue. Everybody. The guys who oh, want to um, pickers, man. Yeah, there's net pickers everywhere. It's why people when they hear. You know, and they don't have interesting stuff to say in conversations, and they gossip or bring up secrets that they were told not to tell because they're right. like, "This will get me fucking noticed right. immediately." Right. right. Mm-hmm. But you've like worked at a restaurant or bus tables. There's always those few people that are just like, "Way too uh, It has to be, to be done this way, and you're yeah. like, "No, we've lost." Oh, dude, when I was Wolverine, I, there was a guy. I wanted pizza kitchen. <laughs> we've lost. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's yeah. just be honest with ourselves. But yeah. I'm looking people in their eyes. I'm like, "No, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and we're trying to sell printers. We've lost." So there's no argument you can present to me, you know, but they'll be like, no, dude, they're paying us 1.5 X. I'm like, yeah, we're making a whopping $12 on the hour. Okay. Why'd you get fired from the grocery store? Uh, the grocery store was, they had a clean shave policy and, uh, you were like, I'm rocking this uh, Fu Manchu despite what you think. I had a little goatee. I thought that was cool at the time. And, um, they were like, you got to get rid of that shit. And I was like, "Uh, Okay. Uh, and so then I kind of I put a Nelly Band-Aid over it one day. And they're like, <laughs> you're like Dwayne Wade. Like, take, take it off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. I cut myself shaving. I like take it off. And then I took it off, and I had a good like I had a little like thing, and they were they weren't happy about that. And then just the nitpicking. I'm yeah, so like yeah, yeah. like they they micromanaging. They, and yeah. then one time they were like, um, there was a I was like a, a bagger. Me too. There's this lady with yeah, and crazy you know, life at like at, between like five to seven. Mm-hmm. It is busy. Dude, you're like coming from work. Oh, you're just you're you're grabbing cart. You don't have time to actually get the go, carts because go, you're going go, from go. one customer to the next. Baby bottles. So they used to sell Gerber, but not in in the plastic things and glass things. They're taking the glass. There's this kit. There's this lady with her baby, and the baby was picking up stuff from the cart and mm-hmm. dropping the Gerber and just smashing it, just like letting it go, and it's like smashing on the tile. Yeah. And uh, the lady looked at me and was like, she was trying to push her cart out of the aisle to leave. Like, they, they had bagged her stuff. And she's like, uh, excuse me. And the my manager, who was running cashier at the time, was like, hey, mop it up. Mm-hmm. And, get, you know, like, I had to do multiple things at once. Right, yeah. So I'm dealing with this lady's attitude. I'm trying to run to get a mop. And I'm bagging her groceries for, and clean up the mess that her baby made. Yeah. And so while I'm, like, trying to take the thing, and she's like, the mop is in the way. And I'm like, lady, why don't you mop it? And I'll put the bags in your cart. <laughs> yeah. Did you see this fucking goatee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at the goatee. I mean business. I obviously don't give a fuck. And, and then like literally like five minutes later, it was like, bing, Hasamanaj. Come to da da da. Did you know it was up? And I was like, yeah. And then he's like, give me your apron. I'm like, whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's like when they fired me from Wolverine. They said, give me your claws. Stop. Really? <laughs> Close to it. It didn't all come full circle for me until like John, uh, the John Voyage, the last show John Stewart did. Yeah, all the correspondents came back. And Colbert was there, and man, this dude, like, this dude is the real deal. And you're talking about like the minutia of things. Mm-hmm. It's the minutia of things, and I was like, oh, that's why I love this dude, and that's why this guy is the age that he's at and still breaking ground. What I mean yeah. the minutia of things is the way you warm up, the way you spin the ball, bounce it twice. Exhale, release. The way you write, like you write in the morning or write in the afternoon or the way you get your coffee or the way you build every day. So I was talking to him about it and he's like, yeah, basically Jim Colbert, you, yeah. yeah, just the details, the little mm-hmm. details of the, the, the daily grind of yeah. being creative. 
He's like, basically what we do on the show is like the, that TV show Chopped. Where he's like, you know, chopped, right? Yeah. They're like, hey, here's some gummy bears, here's uh, an apricot, and um, and a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon make toast a breakfast burrito. Make a meal. Yeah. yeah. Make a meal out of this, I and mean, it's got to be dinner. So that's what we do on the show, mm-hmm. on the Daily Show. That's what you do on this show. And every day you're just building these sandcastles, and uh, the water will come and wash it away. And you build it again tomorrow. Wow. And I'm that's like, an man, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Because I mean, I was, you are literally doing comedy that is for that day that day only and That's then it. gone it has the it has, it has the shelf life of bread and, yeah. and what what job can prepare you for that i mean that's other than just doing it right the idea of just like okay everything we're going to do for that day is done after that day yeah and you try to come up with a completely fresh approach yeah 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 that's I mean, it. you might be covering similar top. I mean, obviously, like during you know the presidential race, there's going to be it's living under a theme yeah but if you know, say donald trump leave uh, he's going to lose right I hope. <laughs> oh, right? God, I hate well, because well, I, well, well, I would like you to it, stay in this country. Yeah, yeah. If and when. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like it here. Yeah. Uh, if and when that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that whole bit, which I love doing, Donald Trump is white ISIS, it's like, it's going to be as relevant as Sarah Palin jokes. Yeah. You know, wait, you know, it's like, yeah, it had its moment, or McCain right. jokes, or whatever. So you can't live and die by, by, by anything. But that also is super liberating. Like, it's super awesome where it's like, well, because if you fail, you get another chance. The yeah, very, the very yeah, next day. Yeah, that's kind of what we do in stand up, anyways, right? Yeah, you can try. You, you, you try, just try again. I mean, do you still live? In, you don't live and die by any one show, right? No, 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 no. Because you mean, know you're gonna have another opportunity. Yeah, and what's great about like doing it long enough is that you go, oh, there's, you get enough awesome and bad ones that you just know that there's, um, you can always recover. Yeah, and mm-hmm. rebound. Yeah. Um, how how trippy was doing John's last show dude, when all the correspondents came back and you looked around and thought, "Holy shit!" Like, there's Rob Riggle, there's Stephen Colbert, there's Steve Carell, there's Cor- like all these people that have gone on and done Nuts. such crazy things. Nuts. Like, to me, to me, it was similar to when SNL had its fortieth, yeah. and everyone and everyone came back and you saw what was possible after the show. Like, yeah. Did you look? Did you look at that and be like? Oh shit! I'm doing something that all these people yeah, did. I, I haven't. I didn't think of it that way. I just thought of like how funny I thought all those guys were. Like Rob mm-hmm. Cordry's so funny. Yeah, and brilliant. I was like, when working on the show, a lot of the editors and writers have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I would hear stories, and so when when I do field pieces, they'd be like, "Oh, this reminds me of when da 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 da," and then they would tell me sort of the magic behind that. And that was the best. And so, like... Like what? Just like... You know, you know, Corfu used to have the segment where he'd be like, come on! Yeah. The John Stossel yeah. segment or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, Mark Payone, one of our editors, like, he, would t- he told me about how, like, the genesis of how that all happened and, like... It's amazing. It's great. It was just like, it's awesome, man. And yeah. those... I mean... Also, those that, uh, that that stuff means the most to me. You know, yeah. like that's like just, just a little behind the scenes details. Behind the scenes de- details of just like, but like, how do you make the magic? Like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, I haven't even talked to you about this, and it's crazy that we're only talking now through this yeah. the microphone. But like, you're the voice of Slimer, right, yeah. dude? Yeah. <laughs> besides that great IMDb credit, what I'm more interested in is like. What is that like? Like, yeah. how do you do the voice? Like, do you do the voice? Like, how does it work? Dude, like, I don't fly coach anymore. No, it's no, it's uh, it's um, oh, yeah. Do you know I, mean, what I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, what, what so what you want to know? Just how do I do? I, do I do character research? What do you? <laughs> yeah, like, did you come up with the voice? Did they, do, do they manipulate the voice in the studio? No, so no, it's all it's me. It's my voice. 
Um, but it's not this voice. It's not. How did you hey, come up with hey, what's up, guys? I'm Slimer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I literally, I, I listened to stuff and then kind of like really just did my own. You know, obviously, you can't do a whole new voice um, because it is what it is. But it, um, I mean, I put my own like Adam Ray spin on it, I guess. Yeah, because um, and, and, that's and Slimer have lines, or is he is he doing like mush mouth kind of stuff? It's, or yeah, I mean, it's noise, all. We'll, we'll see it in the new movie. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, like that. You know, I made like this fake audition tape. I knew Paul Feig didn't want, uh, wasn't going to need somebody famous to do it because it was such a. You know, and he's concerning himself with so much stuff. But I developed this good relationship with him, and I was like, "I'm gonna an out of sight, out of mind thing." I think about that for a lot of stuff. Like people aren't pe- people have so much stuff to think about all the time. I mean, same with like uh, you know us. If, if there's just you got to make yourself like um, present your case, you know, and sure. uh, you remind people you exist. Yeah, and <laughs> sure. uh, and so I made this fake audition tape and, and sent it to him, and and he was like, "Oh, I didn't even know you could do that," and it was funny, and because I had a, a good relation with him, I was able to send it right to him. That's and great. while we were, I did after I shot my act, the stuff that I actually did as an actor in the movie, and and he was like, "Yeah, sure, like do it." It was just as easy as that, and it's like you know he didn't need Jake Gyllenhaal to fucking do it. Um, although That's he, amazing. Although Jake Gyllenhaal did audition, uh, no, he didn't. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, but like so for, for like the Daily Show, it's like, right? At what point do you? You're a fan of the show all the time. Yeah, yeah I was a big. Fan so of I mean, show. was it like you know how for like John Renitsky, SNL was like his dream since he was seven years old. So like, was it? Oh, interesting. Like at what point did it become something that was fathomable that you were like. You know, because you see when you guys would go face comedy, your sketch group started to really, like, pump out a lot of videos and get a lot of attention. And yeah. then your true thing started to come out, and it was, like, definitely starting to position you, I feel like, for that world. Uh-huh. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, what point did you take the debate and the comedy and the smarts and everything and go, like... Yeah, I was... I don't know. It's a tough question. Like, I thought it'd be... I just was like, yeah, that'd be really, really cool to do i was a fan of the show i didn't mm-hmm. it's one of those things where i was like when the opportunity presented itself yeah. i was like all right let i, I know what i what i want to add to the show and when you have that thing i think yeah. it probably it's like the slimer thing when you're like i know what i can add to this yeah, yeah. so i just submitted a field piece mm-hmm. and an original like an original piece like an original field segment Right, I submitted that and was like, and then John saw that, and they're like, "Yeah, come in and screen test." I, I, wow. I, I read and a I know, rumor. I wrote another original. Yeah, yeah. I read a rumor that you credit Ben Affleck with yeah. uh, getting you on the Daily Show. Yeah, what? Yeah, no. I mean, well, what he did. So he was on okay. Bill Maher's show, and yeah. Bill Maher, Bill Maher, like, does not like Muslim people at all. <laughs> so he was on the show. This, this clip went viral at the time, mm-hmm. and they didn't talk about it on the show. So when I had to actually screen test. This clip had gone viral, and it's amazing how racism will happen when you need it the most. Yeah, and so it's like, <laughs> that needs to be a bumper sticker. It's like, it's like, oh, it is. I had to write another states. original yeah. piece. I had to write another original piece in addition to what I had sent, and I was like, dude, I'm not Larry David. I can't make lightning strike twice. I can't do curb and <laughs> I don't have that in so me. Funny. I'm a mere mortal, right? Yeah. I'm pacing back in, in my like back and forth. I'm like, what's going to happen? This thing goes crazy viral, and right? and this thing is when uh, Bill Maher talks about. I don't know what, he what was basically. He basically was like, he was just cracking jokes about like, look, until we can figure this whole thing out, let's do an internment camp sort of thing. He's joking. They were joking yeah. at it, right? right? They were like lo- loosely joking. Ben Affleck's on the panel, yep. and he's like. Like he's promoting like Argo or something. He's like, hey, whoa, like let's just pump the brakes. I think Ben legitimately was like, I'm not, gonna, uh, we can't go down this train because I can't be yeah. 
collateral yeah. damage in this whole yeah. thing. Like, yeah, I, I, I can't be gonna, in the camera shot. But he did this whole thing yeah. where he was just like, he was just like, yo, like he's like, relax. Like we did that to the Japanese. You just can't do that. You can't just like blanket carbon right. bomb like an entire group of people and put them in one place. You can't mm-hmm. do that. It didn't work out. So he's like, I'm watching this clip and I'm like, oh my god, like we got Batman. Like, we just got vetted by Batman. And that was the piece. I was like, it's Batman versus Bill Maher. Batman so wrote, defends Bill Maher. Yeah. And so I wrote this whole thing about how how happy I was in that moment. Yeah. I was so happy I forgave him for G. Lee. Like, it never happened. <laughs> wow, Daredevil that, that's happy. didn't happen to yeah. me. <laughs> never that is overjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Best of moment number 23. You know her from Conan, the Pete Holmes show at midnight. Uh, Meltdown Comics. She's writing for Pete Holmes' new HBO show right now because uh, she's one of the dopest writers and one of the sweetest people. And she's a fucking hilarious comic. Here she is, Beth Stelling. My mom has uh, classes with the special ed kids, too. And it's like, mm-hmm. she has so many great stories. But, yeah, one of the autistic kids, um, she played Louis Armstrong for them. What a wonderful mm-hmm. world. And he started crying. He can't, he doesn't really speak or anything like that. But he, oh, he's he cried yeah. a little bit. Just wow. from, like, how beautiful yeah, the song was? The song. Yeah, and, yeah, it's wow. like, it's important to give them a break from the class studies and yeah. have them experience music. And it's a universal language. And that, and like you say, it's not the intensity of school. And if you can be that teacher that sparks that kid to the bit, that to then like, oh wow, this music thing's really cool, and yes. then they could go into that. Like, you hear so many stories about rock stars that had that that had that musical teacher, yeah. that really kind of got them into it. And now, like, your mom has that opportunity to be that person. So yes. uh, when uh, there's a really hit album in like ten years, we can thank your mom. <laughs> yeah, for- Diane. Go Diane. <laughs> and your your dad, what is uh, he? What <laughs> Oh, do you know or no? I heard, okay. and I, but I don't know the full stuff. And it's it, it's I, I don't know, so I'm very curious. Do you have curious the now. web available? Uh, I have the web available. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say if you go to starsoncall.com. Starsoncall.com. Yeah, okay. that's my dad. He uh, spelled like it sounds. Mm-hmm, yep. Stars. Yep. It should be a Z if we're being real, but yeah, it's just stars. <laughs> I wasn't around for the business yeah. console. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, uh, okay, so he dresses up in different costumes. <laughs> Yep. Brad just saw it. Stands on street corners and he calls them live roadside commercials or yes. character directionals. So oh if you call God. my dad, like like he's a leprechaun in front of the Carryman Irish pub in Orlando. He's like a fairly offensive portrayal of a Mexican in front of Tijuana Flats. <laughs> uh, which he's been doing for nineteen years. It's on them at oh this point. Oh my god. Um, a gorilla, a slice of pizza. I've been woken up by a slice of pizza. It was my. <laughs> That's the name of your next album. I've been woken up by a slice of pizza. Wait a minute. So he so he had to purchase all these costumes. Yes. His so it used to be a, uh, a you know a costume closet. Then it was a costume room, and now it's the garage. And people will walk in all the time, strangers thinking he's having a garage sale. It's just costumes wall to wall. Why did the costumes exist in the first place? So why did they exist? He started collecting them for this business. Oh, okay. So yeah. that was, okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if he had an improv troupe and he was like, <laughs> a slice of pizza, a Mexican guy and an Irish leprechaun. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah. So people will call him up and, you know, so like, let's say I run a, uh, pita rest, mm-hmm. like a, maybe pita he'll show pit. up as a cucumber or a, <laughs> or a pita square or corner. Yeah. Pita, and pita then, triangle. Yeah. And wow. then, and then he like dances out front or holds mm-hmm. the sign. Yeah. Holds what do you sign. get? What do you get with the costume? Uh, or what's a presentation? It's, you know, I think a lot of people picture somebody out in front of a, you know, like the Liberty tax guy or a right. kid listening to earbuds, like spinning a subway sign. Yeah. My dad is like, 
taking it to a whole new level. He's like losing his goddamn mind. There's high kicks and pelvic thrusting and raising the roof. I want to see yelling, a thrusting pizza slice. Lots of yelling. Way too much. Oh he, he has a video of him being a leprechaun on that site. Why did Where you, you point to Brad? Yeah, why did you, you point at me? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, like you would like this. You... This is something you're interested in. He's a leprechaun, so I feel like you, you like this. Kind of had Adam as a rabbi. Experience. He'll dress up like a rabbi. He's a Jew sometimes. And, uh, and, uh, I dress up, I dress up like a, a dad. Adam, you remember what that's? Oh no, you don't, because it was just you and your mom. But um, uh, no, on the website, you if you, if you click that link, uh, it should lead you to oh the God. leprechaun video. And I heard you say too that when he dressed up as Santa, yes, and I would, would sometimes be his elf. How was that fun? Yeah, first taste of performing. It was a yeah, it was a first taste of Hollywood. Who uh, is Howie the Hawaiian? Who's to know? Some of those aren't really exist. He has names. Yeah, Bella the belly dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue the blue blues brother. I oh, tried to get him to call the pirate Arge, <laughs> and he changed it to. Wait, I'm trying. I'm trying to find it. What is it? Glitter. Glitter, Glitter the pirate. pirate? That. Yep, there it Named is. Named after the Mariah Carey yeah, romper exactly. of a comedy, Glitter? Probably. Gl- Glitter the Pirate sounds like the worst, like, off-the-strip Vegas show <laughs> I'm so mad. Ever. Ours is great. Ours is great. Beth, you, yeah, you know what you were doing with that one. Yeah. Why do you name Santa's elf Nigel? Well, I don't know. That's actually oddly enough, and they don't talk to each other at all. My mom's dog's name. <laughs> really? Yeah, but we would dress, so he would pay us, like, he makes a lot of money per hour. He would pay us to be his elf around Christmas, 50 bucks an hour. Sure. And. Like, like when he plays Fuego the Fireman. Yeah, that's oh, in front of Firehouse Subs. My God. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, is, this is, who is, who, who is, who is Chef Big Butt? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I love no Chef Big way. Butt. the best one. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who Chef he is. He was, he's, he's been the arch, uh, arch nemesis to Chef Boyardee for years. <laughs> Boyardee <laughs> so, was always like I'm trying to get this beefaroni off off the ground but Chef Big Butt has his own line of pasta with meat sauce so Mario has Wario <laughs> and Chef Boyardee has <laughs> Chef Big, Big Butt. Butt this is brilliant by the yeah. way so how old were you these when he- names are insane yes yeah, so I guess I'm 30 now and it's been around for at least at least 20 years so Car- when you're Carmen Miranda Gorilla <laughs> alright stop blowing my mind with these characters and let me fucking get to some Fuck. questions I want to know how unless you find one that's just unless you find another Fuego Chef the Fire Big Butt's basically the best one okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's just stop all you, you peaked at Chef Big yeah. Butt but in so, fact I, when I tell a joke about it I say he, my dad will be like Sarah's on call this is Bert yeah you want Chef Big Butt from 3 to 5 no problem I'll send a man out always him Nobody else works for the company. It, he takes the calls. He yeah. draws up the paperwork. Right. He so puts on the boots. After a while, yes. Yeah. After a while, they'll be like, Bert, it's always you. And he says, I just want to give you the best. Oh, my uh, God. Good comeback. Genius. Now, as a kid, and you see this business coming together, are you, I mean, are are you, you, told, you told me to stop you if I found, if I found another good one. <sighs> God damn you. Sergeant Hamburger Hill. All right. That, all right. That's, that's the last one you get. That's like that's the hamburger. Great. What is this? At midnight? Come on. <laughs> that's God. like the hamburger helper's cousin. Like, that up. should be an at midnight category. Best yes. selling's dad's characters. Are you <laughs> What? Brilliant idea. And not like he needs the plug, but like, I bet he'd be flattered. I know. Right? But okay. So are you... Sorry, so when this is... Oh, when I'm little. Does it blow your mind? Are you inspired? Are you embarrassed? Are yeah, you, you know, I think... Because he also wears really weird clothes, always has. Like yeah. practice jerseys, clam digger pants. Okay. He has like well, over the top... this guy sounds like my favorite guy of all Oakley time. sunglasses he wears yep. that are meant for skiing. He lives in Orlando. <laughs> um, <laughs> he calls them x-ray, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> so we would walk around and, you know, anywhere we'd go, people are staring at my dad. And so I'm a comic and at that age, I just mostly love the attention. And then it would give me a little attitude too. I'd be like, what are you staring at? Take a picture. It lasts longer. You know what I mean? Wow. I, I liked being like, he's my dad. Leave, you know, Good stop you. staring at us. That's awesome. So it was never like an uh, deep embarrassment yeah. or yeah. anything like that. I think there were some times where it was like a roll of the eye or like, come on, dad, Jesus, stop talking. Let's go. And would he ever approach you when you guys, like when it was all going and go like, now look, Beth. Um, if you play your cards right. What? <laughs> So <laughs> someday, Chef Big Butt could be yours. Well, no, like, would he say, like, now look, we're gonna go out and people might uh, look at the way I'm dressed or whatever. No, he like, doesn't have that self awareness. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did he it's, ever? He's not completely aloof, gone, but like, yeah. it's uh, no. Did he ever? Did Chef Big Butt ever pick you up from school? No. Okay. No. Just woken up by a slice of pizza. <laughs> Uh, driven yeah, well, places. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Driven. I mean, there's got to be some instance yeah, where maybe he had to, go to the, come pick you up at the principal's office and do parent-teacher <laughs> conference as <laughs> Fuego the Firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, Firehouse subs came later. Oh, he he is a. Uh, what else has he done? I'm trying to think of some excellent tent. Uh, he's a surfer dude, I think. I mean, excellent is he tent. Pierre Le Frenchman? I think he's definitely done that one, but he has fat lady, fat spelled P H A T. Interesting. <laughs> how did he know about that? How did he know that's how you spell fat? How do we get James Lipton to interview Bert Selling uh, and all his like, <laughs> can I talk to Chef Big Butt? <laughs> you know, like, what? Can I talk to Pierre? What is Sergeant Hamburger Hill's favorite customer? <laughs> I think you need well, to do What are we, Chuck? <laughs> Crown Chuck. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. Awesome. There's no. a one man show in there somewhere. Yeah. Or no. a book, right? I you know, I have a um I do have a script about me taking over the family biz. I Come on. I love it. And we just gotta get me famous guys and then somebody don't make you're, it. Well, they well can't on your take way. risks. You After know. this podcast, I, I, I do believe it's gonna shoot you right at the top. Conan, yeah. maybe at midnight. I mean I guess, but yeah. the about last night podcast is the new staple of I our think industry. You're right. Yeah. Can do I you just assess my credit? Yes. <laughs> She's always on the About Last Night podcast. She's best friends with them. Yeah. They love her. They sure. hang out regularly. Uh, they actually had a threesome all together. <laughs> it was kind of awkward. A lot of drippy wax. <laughs> a lot of damp thews. <laughs> A lot of super droopy balls. She loves their candles. Give it up for Beth. Stunning. <laughs> Best of moment number 24. He's got a hilarious podcast called the Never Not Funny Podcast. He warmed up Conan. Uh, you've seen him on countless late night appearances. He's one of a kind. It's Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess the political landscape. Yeah. You know, but I don't know. Then I'm, I'm superficial and. You know, if it says uh, Selena Gomez looks great in her new bathing suit, I'll click, click that. I know, <laughs> Child. Clickbait, yeah. There's certain you know, videos I... that the titles suck you in. Like oh. like on CNN.com, there was one that said, Baby Polar Bear Cub Sees Snow for the First Time. I was like, all right, well, I know what I'm doing from 9 to 11.30 tonight. <laughs> Watching that over and over again and probably crying. I, I cry right and, then there's, and then there's a YouTube video that said, Screaming Fat Lady Wants Warm Cookies in drive through. Mm. I could not have clicked on that faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then um, that's sad, right? Just doesn't that turn up? No, these? it was hilarious. Oh, you loved it. Yeah. Uh, she, now, now, Adam, did you do you remember the screenshot that I sent you from <laughs> CNN.com like three days ago? Oh, it, yeah. it was when. Yeah. It was, so Justice Scalia passes away. There's this whole 
story about Justice Scalia and all the facts about his career. And at the very bottom of <laughs> CNN.com, it said, what do smelly farts mean? Oh, God. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? And but then I clicked what? on it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but why is that on CNN? Like, why is that? That was my point. It's is like, it one of those, ad, like those advertising ones at the bottom? Is it one of those? Well, they have so many blocks of headlines now. Where it's, it's a horrible website. <clears throat> it really is. Horrible. It, it's like, are you the new? Like, that, that's not news. That's like, that should be on farts.com. Right. <laughs> where all news about farts always. You know, that's what wait, they do. I, wait, stop talking. That's a billion dollar idea you just have. <laughs> that's on you guys. Quick. There's, look up who owns like, farts. I want no part of that. There's no topic or word that I hate more than that. I hate it. For real? Yeah. Farts? It's the, I hate it. Hate it. You know, is that you don't think farts are funny? Or I, I, say flatulence, God damn it. I don't like any. It, there's something about it. Wow. I, I hate the word. You hate, I, I hate Do you hate the word more it? than the smell? <laughs> no. That's a valid question. I don't think it is. No. Who the hell would go, uh, well, that's enjoyable what you're doing there. No, of course it's horrible. What, is this, have you always lived your life this way? Or was there somebody well, in the place? a lifestyle choice. <laughs> Did some kid trap your face in like I, you know a, what? I a sleeping it, bag sleepover? I think it goes back to, I, I worked at a car wash uh, in the uh, in high school. Oh, there you and, go. Uh, You're and, cleaning the interiors and just smelling no! far leftovers. There was, oh. a, uh, there was the, the booth out front mm. uh, where the person would pay you. This is back in the old days where yeah. a human being did you know, the work. Uh, so the guy, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> they would pull up and you would be in the booth together. One guy would take the money and the other guy would then go, okay, pull around. Yeah. And a, a guy did it once, uh, let loose in the in this cubicle. Let loose. Can't and I, even say I it. literally vomited. It was so horrible. <laughs> Holy shit. So I think to this day, it, that's why I, I, I hate the word. I hate talking about it. I oh. just, it's. Well, I appreciate you giving any sort of consideration to it right now, but. Yeah. Well, I, I laughed at your little jokes. <laughs> your screenshot. You send that screenshot to me. I, I block you. Uh, but yes, I was very gracious. I'm a good guest. Yeah. See, see, some comics when they say, is, "Is there anything you like?" I hear it when I'm doing the morning radio tours. Where like, is there anything you can joke about? And, and yeah, sometimes people bring up like some of the some of the big things. You know, rape, child molestation. For you, it's farts. It's uh, uh oh yeah, I'll, I'll laugh about child molestation all day long. I think that's funny stuff. <laughs> Uh, best of moment number 25 this guy's my brother from another mother I met him in Seattle he stayed with me when he moved to LA when he was on Last Comic Standing and now he is crushing the game you know him you love him you probably want to fuck him it's Jeff Dye so you pick Snoop so I pick Snoop I'm going in the first day to work with him it's in the same studio that uh, he recorded like all of his first albums shut up so we're not only with Snoop Uh but we're in this really iconic environment does he talk about that when you're in there he's like no he does no interest in socializing with us at all like he liked me and he liked Joe but like all the producers the cameramen all the directors he didn't like Mm -hmm. like it's not that he didn't like him he just had no interest wasn't looking to make new friends exactly did you bust his balls at all and also they represent like authority you know it was like a bunch of cops in there like all right, listen here's the schedule Snoop and he'd be like man get the fuck out of here and he'd just start playing music on his on his computer it was incredible Talk about a guy but you who- know like he's a guy that's at the point of his career where he's reached the point where he could stop giving a shit yeah, yeah he about stopped a long time ago because yeah. he's also like gangster as shit he's right. not worried about a bunch of corny Hollywood like directors man, one of the directors fuck. said to him he's like he as just like an opening line he was like alright is everyone ready you know you just say that you don't yeah. actually mean like is there, you just kind of he comes in the room he goes alright is everyone ready he goes I'm waiting on you motherfucker <laughs> He's like, I've been ready, dog. Like it was like amazing, and I was like, all right then. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, God, so I want that type of like confidence. I it mean, was that's insane. Just, yeah, but you forget too that he did come from like a 
um, gang background, Absolutely. right? I mean, like, so that, mm-hmm. I feel like that never really totally leaves you. I, it was terrifying to be around. Them. So, at what point? A ton of secondhand smoke in there. Yeah. There's all these cameramen. Everyone's not saying what they want to say. Sure. And, there's they, camera and after there. like 45 minutes, everyone's kind of like leaning on me, like, Jeff, like, say something. But I don't smoke weed, and I'm a little terrified to yeah, you smoke weed. I mean, probably you can count on your hands, right? Yeah, I've, I've, count, I've, I've definitely smoked weed under 10 times in yeah. my life. And I'm yeah. from Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Seattle. Yeah. And so it's just because I'm not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. Now, why do you, what do you mean by that? Like, you I mean get, that you don't, you know don't want to hang out with me if I'm high. The, like, like I'm, I'm a pretty fun dude. Yeah, you're one of the most fun dudes. Yeah. <laughs> why make you worse? Why, That's why good... would someone be like, you know, this guy's all right. We're already enjoying this guy's company. Yeah, let's make it really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can fuck it up somehow. Yeah, because I just right. always say shit that's right. like really uncomfortable. I've been I around think- you once, and I was a blast. But I was also high, and maybe we just have built-in camaraderie. Where so it was were we? Comfort- yeah, because we're pals. Yeah. But where were we at? We were in somewhere in Vegas. Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't Vegas. It was like that Utah. Yes, that's where it was. It was where we met. The and Rocky it was at Mountain a casino, casino. And yeah. That's why it made me think it was Vegas. And I'm sitting next to a guy who wants to just punch my head off of my body. <laughs> And I keep thinking of like setups to jokes mm-hmm. or like what, not jokes, but like setups of witty things I can say in life. But I didn't say the, f- the setup part. I would just say the yeah. funny part. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense to nobody that's not listening to the no. stuff in my brain. Yeah. Right. So I just turned to that guy and I was like, hey, you think that's bad? You should see my wife. <laughs> and then that just starts well, We loved laugh. it, but this guy and hated it. And this guy's just like, well, I, man, why are you so close to me? And I'm going to like punch you in the face. <laughs> I just always make it weird. I always say awful things. Was that the guy? And who I had... also, there's another thing. Yeah. I find racism hilarious. Yeah. I because and, and people might think that's weird, but racism is so preposterous to me, and it's so silly. It's almost like cartoonish. To right. Me. I it, find it, it very human. It, it, it's like uh, it's like uh, if you do cartoon violence where you hit someone over the head yes. with a giant I mallet. Don't find violence funny. It's just funny. Yeah, that's like when, 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 you, when you hit a cat with a rock and then yeah. it comes out like an accordion. Right. That's funny. It's hilarious. And the same thing. Like I've worked with a lot of like black comedians who are like Jeff. Hey man, I know you and I know you're a sweet guy, but you don't realize like racism's affected my life, and so it's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a delicate subject and so maybe i'm just lucky enough that racism's never affected my life yeah sure. and i forget sometimes that it is a really right. awful thing in the world but i am so unracist that it's hilarious it's like yosemite <laughs> sam or something yeah like the funniest thing i've it, ever it, heard it, it's just insane to you <laughs> it's hilarious yeah. so i'm always afraid when i'm high too like don't do none of your dumb racial of course stuff yeah i think so <laughs> hilarious in your right, brain right, you do right. lose control a little bit oh for sure so snoop start okay so, but so everyone's looking at me like jeff when are you gonna ask him and in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to ask him. So then finally, I just stopped while Snoop's like trying to teach me how to rap, which was humiliating also. Like, him listening to me rap is the most humiliating thing ever. Well, that you're doing something that you've, ugh, like, in front of an expert. And I'm it, rapping his song. Oh, oh so man, even yeah. worse. And I can't hear anything because I'm in a sound booth. So it's just me trying to, like, muscle through this awful stuff. Oh, and man. so he goes, um, I finally stop and I go, you know, Snoop, I winked at Joe and this producer named Brandy who was like also like jonesing to like smoke with Snoop. And I, I winked at him and I go, hey, Snoop, you know, when I ran up and pushed the button, I picture I didn't picture me sitting here trying to sing for you. I pictured us smoking trees and literally <laughs> there was like there was like this 10 second pause of quietness. And he goes, oh, well, we can do that, baby boy. And then he hit this button. <laughs> And within what? 30 seconds, the room was full of smoke. We had blunts that were like uh, these really long, weird... I've heard he smokes like Louisville Sluggers. I don't yeah. even know what it's called, but he, he says, I call this the Extenso. And it was just this really long, extended oh, blunt. God. And it was the scariest... 
high ever, but yeah. it was also like the greatest high. I, everything was funny. And I don't even know what we shot that night. It was like literally insanity. <laughs> oh, dude, well, that's amazing. And he spoke with everyone. The cameramans were like everybody. Well, because like, everyone just needed you to get that ball rolling. Yep. I'm sure they everyone couldn't do it. And they're it around. Th- yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you can't be a best boy grip and be like, hey, Snoop. Exactly. Break out the, break out the yeah. herb, man. Yeah. Your first job. <laughs> what are we doing that? One of the PAs holding the apple box. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, mind if we smoke some doobies? <laughs> Snoop doggy dog. Best of moment number 26. He's hilarious on Workaholics. He was great in the movie Dope. His clothing line, Teenage, is insane. You should pick up some stuff from it. Uh, he's always, always on point. It's Blake Anderson. How's Mars? Great. That's my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, she's great, dude. It's like every uh, every month, it's like a different human. It's I crazy. think last time you were on the podcast, you had, I think she was only a couple months old. Yeah, probably. This was because uh, she's how old now? Uh, she's not two yet. Not yeah. even. Okay, yeah, then that was about, yeah. A couple months. Um, vast difference from then and now. I mean, just. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've adapted to the no sleep thing, but uh, mm-hmm. it really is real, huh? I mean, I know that from my sister and having her having twins, and now another one and a half year old. Of just how much you it is. I mean, you literally. Well, and what sucks about me is I'm just not ready to stop staying up till two in the morning every yeah. night. You yeah. know, I have to. I have to. It's just. It's just part of me. That's yeah. that's. Mm-hmm. That's dad time, I guess. Solo yeah. dad time. Fuck yeah. When yeah. I watch all my pornos and catch up. <laughs> yeah, you when, just when you're watching the DVD commentary on Moving Deeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I gots to do it when I'm watching the 3D edition. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's super awesome. Yeah, other than the total exhaustion, it's it's quite the experience. You guys should do it. <laughs> you guys should just I mean, like, not pull out one time. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just bust. Well, I kind of want to be, I mean, I, and I've been thinking about this recently because, you know, I think I, I'm still, I think, probably four or five five years away from from um having a child dude hold out as long as you can <laughs> <laughs> but you just said it was beautiful it is it and it could wait <laughs> uh i want to be surprised like not yeah. because the normal pregnancy it's like that's just it's i want to be like surprised forrest gump style because that go. part of the movie always makes me cra- it's, it's so beautiful like and i just i guess i want a similar experience to wear, but obviously with a girl that I'm infatuated with. Sure. You know? So, and you're kind of tearing up right now, almost thinking about that Forrest Gump scene, aren't you? Well, dude, it gets me because he shows up unbeknownst to, to Jenny, right? Yeah. With chocolates, which is already a sweet gesture. Oh my which gosh. I'll, I'll go bigger than that. I'll bring chocolates and flowers and a pennant of your favorite sports team. That's Man. awesome. Right? There Signed by the coach. Not the head coach, the assistant coach. Okay. Right? So we're getting Scott Skiles <laughs> okay. or Some, Ronnie Cycle. Somebody wants anal. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> which is. Oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> and now you should have <laughs> which is the worst line free anal scene ever oh you should have huh so Jenny <laughs> but you know it is beautiful because then you know I love because she you know she's like he's um a be- he's like he's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and she goes he's He's yours, and Forrest goes, dead, dead, bad, bad, fucking what? I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, it was a beautiful moment. And then, you know, and then he's like, is he smart or is he dead, bad, 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 stupid? <laughs> like, he's the smartest kid ever. He's even funny. You know that trick where you put your finger through your zipper and it's like a dick? He's like, he does the finger dick trick. Like, it was so. He does I, that. I, I don't remember that. that line in the movie. Yeah, really? I don't I don't dude, we'll rewatch it, dude. Oh, it's okay. on TBS that, every I could have missed minutes. it. It yeah. might have been in the book.
book too. Oh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> that might be a book. That's yeah. true. What That's What good. are the um? Has, have you been able to uh, you know, pull any material from fatherhood for that you've brought into the writers' room or? Uh, <laughs> well, no, not really. How about on this episode, a baby shits in my hands? <laughs> right, right. I, there's just shit everywhere, and there's all there's always this little thing just shitting all the time. Not a kid necessarily, <laughs> but just like a shit machine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm working on an invention, but it, it creates beer out of nothing. But one of the defaults is it shits. So it makes you super happy, extreme joy, but tons of shit. How is Shit Machine not a band or a product on QVC? It may be. Best of moment number 27. You know her from The Tonight Show, Comedy Central, her Showtime special. You Did This To Me is available right now. She's always hilarious. Give it up. Listen to her. Enjoy her. It's Kira Sultanovich. So, okay, I went to Hebrew Academy. It's Love that, so terrible. In San Francisco. Um, and we were learning about, I can't remember what it was, but it was like Noah and the Ark and, you, yep, know, mm-hmm. the, you know, it rained for 40 days, 40 nights, all that, right? Yeah, sure, which comes so, from the clouds. I just learned from an, exactly. a very... <laughs> <laughs> a very intelligent kid. He just told me it comes from the clouds. You're I'm like, a wow, professional. Didn't know that. You're By the a way, professional. let's be honest. If you did say in that school and brought Brad in as the shadow, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh I, my god! I follow him around. I can shave my I'd beard. Like, I misunderstood what you guys meant. Yeah. A shadow. I thought you literally meant like a kid his size. Yeah, like Peter Pan style, right? <laughs> oh we sew god. him to. <laughs> oh my god! That they call you Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right, so you're you're at Hebrew Academy. So yeah. I mean, Hebrew, Hebrew Academy, they're going over Noah, and he's uh, bringing on the animals, whatever it was. Yeah. And I was standing behind my teacher because of the way the classroom was kind of shaped, and he would like to walk around. Also, by the way, this is uh, first grade. Okay. And um, I'm standing behind him, and I'm acting everything out. So uh, when he's talking yeah. about Noah and it stormed, I'm shaking my arms now on a podcast, which doesn't work, but you know, like it stormed and I'm yep. doing like lightning and then I'm right. cold and rain and I'm doing all the faces and I'm not trying to, I'm, I think I'm helping. I'm yeah. like the worst heckler in the world, <laughs> but I'm also six and that's the only thing I know how to do. I don't yeah. know how to. You were a six year old translator. He was speaking an adult. <laughs> you were like the signers that come to the comedy clubs that are right. like for the deaf people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would get sent out into the hallway, and I've told this story That's fine. before, but I, I was in, in the hallway, exactly, and there was a desk out there for me, and I would sit there at the desk, and I would think up new bits, jokes. Oh, my God. And Rabbi Lipner, that was his name, would open up the door and yeah. say, Miss Soltanovich, are you ready to join the classroom? And I would do my bit mm-hmm. that I had rehearsed. <laughs> in the, and to him the, in the hallway. Right. He'd have the door open, and the crowd i call them a crowd not even a classroom anymore the laughter just filled my entire soul like every cell in my body it just spilled over me you did the bit like you presented it to him but you were reaching for the kid in the back of the audience yes i remember the joke so he'd be like are you ready to join the classroom are you ready and i would say you know i was thinking it's called a restroom but who really rests are you guys resting in there? Anybody resting in the restroom? <laughs> You're doing like Seinfeld stuff. What's the deal with restrooms? You don't rest there. It's hardly a room. There's no ottoman. <laughs> and the and the audience, uh, I call them an audience. They sure, weren't even sure. kids at that time. 
it was like melted butter over my body. Oh, and then so he'd say, I guess that's a no. And he'd slam the door in my right. face. Well, you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of brilliant timing on his part. You're but like, also, all right, I get he, to write more bits now. Did, now, did he, it sounded like he waited for the last to die down sitcom style and then said his piece and then closed the door. I remember I could still hear them. They also laughed because the door was slammed in my face. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Hey, physical comedy. Because if you're a clown, mm-hmm. you're a clown all the way. Yeah. yeah. And then I would sit outside. And so Hebrew Academy, if anyone's listening that went in San Francisco, they remember it was an old like Victorian house that was turned into a school. So all the rooms, the classrooms were like bedrooms hmm. that were turned into classrooms. Weird, right? Well, Victorian homes in San Francisco, you could totally pull that off. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're big. They're mm, big. Yeah. So um, down this hallway, right, was my brother's classroom. And w- the way he was sitting, like the crack of his door was open and it was just the perfect line straight to where I was sitting in the hallway and he was looking at me and just shaking his head (laughs) just she's watched the whole thing best of moment number 28 this dude makes me laugh so fucking hard he's the voice of Comedy Central his stand up specials uh, I think are always in the top five when they come out he's one of a kind and uh, and he's here for you right now it's Kyle Kinane so that's when I went to school for writing I was like you know, God, and the most insufferable group of people are 19-year-old fiction writers who think, like, the only, like, write the deepest thing you could ever think of. And oh. so many people talking about, like, and then I just took the whole bottle of pills, and if there was another one, I would have done more. And I'm, I regret living long enough to write this. And these oh, are all, Jesus. these are the men that made turn me a young boy into a man, and, like, people coming out. and like these. Moment- By the way, those are all Vertical Horizon lyrics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vertical Horizon? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Drink four if you're playing at home. Guys, what if I got, you know, we've been fighting about band names. We're going to go with Fedorables for a while. We're going to go with Freddie and the Fedorables. Hold on. Still have to. All right. Yeah. This one, I thought of this one today. I was on break. Yeah. Okay. You know how Horizon goes this way? Yeah. Yeah. Horizontally. Yeah. 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 What are you getting at? What if it's a vertical Horizon? Look, I got to go. I got to go back to work, but we need to talk about this more when I come we, back. I mean, is this practice is done, right? Because this is too mind blowing. We can't even get to the music yet. <sighs> Let's all sleep on this. Yeah, come in with a new instrument, a new instrument tomorrow. So it's basically like if you look like at a sunset, but you're laying down. Yes, but it's deeper than that, Terry. It's deeper than that. It's a vertical horizon. It's always deeper. Oh, why don't we just name ourselves Diagonal Sunset? <laughs> Fuck, that's good too. All right, <laughs> All right look, we're voting tomorrow, <laughs> guys. It'll be anonymous. We're just gonna we're gonna write our suggestions on a small piece of paper. Wait, can we? Oh. Brad's gonna gather them in his fedora, and we're just gonna choose. What about perpendicular dawn? <laughs> wow, perpendicular perpendicular. No, you're right. The first way was better. The first way was better. <laughs> that, that's how these got. This has to be the way they come up with the names, though. No. God, I hope so. I like if I somebody hope. just show up one day and just go, "What about ferret paragraph?" And they're like, "What? <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought about my pet ferret could write." And you're like, "All right, let's discuss that." Uh, are, are, are you trying close. to say I look like a ferret because I'm the one that, write, that writes these fucking yeah. songs, no, look, it Terry? It wasn't it at all, Terry. Yeah, Terry, Jesus. it wasn't it. That wasn't it. Why are you reading so into this? Because I'm the lyricist guy. <laughs> all right, well, I understand that. I understand you need to be in tune with your emotions. <laughs> There's one time we're telling you it's okay to check out. Right? <laughs> I'll take all those pills. I swear to God. We, this deal with the t-shirt place isn't gonna last <laughs> we gotta get the fucking order ferret paragraph so. fits on the t-shirt 
This tour. Can you imagine that you have yeah, yeah, and then on the back you have a fair with a monocle and a quill. It is brilliant. This, be tour, brilliant. this tour is coming up. <laughs> we already got the dates typeset. We got Fresno, yeah. Bakersfield, <laughs> and then they and back got, to Fresno. Back to Fresno <laughs> for a second show. Back up to Fresno, and then we got the big homecoming one. <laughs> Visalia, uh, and that, that bar's only staying open for six more days. Yeah, got the big one at the El Torito over in Studio City. <laughs> Best of moment number 29. I did a special episode where I got Jonathan Kite and Jeff Richards, two of the greatest impressionists on planet Earth, to improvise an all-improvised episode of basically an Oscar preview show last February. And uh, Brad wasn't there for it. I hosted it as a bunch of different celebrities. John Kite and Jeff Richards came in with a bunch of different celebrities, and we just shot the shit about who, who we thought we were gonna who was gonna win the Oscars and other movie bullshit it's one of my favorite episodes ever you should go back and listen to it for sure because it's all improvised so here it is best of moment number 29 me John Kite and Jeff Richards with the Oscar preview show now Lithgow yes. doing Broadway is much different than acting with a Bigfoot I don't know I don't know if a lot of people know that Harry and Harry and the Hendersons yes. was real Real. Everyone goes, oh, cool. They got a guy. They put him in a big I foot. actually thought it was the documentary. No shit. For a long time. You were fucked up. Let's I be mean, honest. I was fucked up. What did you drink, smoke, and or digest that made you go, this is real? Ajax. Good God. But not the good kind. Now, was Harry difficult to work with? Oh, he was a doll. Was An he? absolute doll. Well, he was after the film. They, they sold a lot of those uh, Harry Beanie Babies. I didn't. They didn't sell any of me. Well, no one's going to... I gonna... made thousands of them. Well, let's be honest, Lithgow. No one's picking up a Lithgow beanie baby. Well, I was. I signed them all on the butt, but it looked a little creepy. Now, do you do you do character research on a, on a Bigfoot? Do you go into the woods? Do you try to really get to know where he lives and what he eats and what he fucks? Or do you just go, look, this is, this is me. I'm in a movie. I'm Lithgow. I know how to adapt. Hi. <sighs> Full disclosure. I thought... He was Armenian. Wow. Kevin Spacey finds that funny. <clears throat> Excuse me. Spacey, have you seen Harry and the Hendersons? I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Listen. It's a very popular Shut thing. up, sit down, listen, and learn. Look. This fucking broken cell phone has more fucking brains than you do. All right. Well, uh, you know, it's okay. It's the company phone that they gave me for the podcast, Spacey. So, first of all, thank you for being here. I don't know if you two have ever met. That's what people assume about Hollywood. Is they just assume everybody parties together. Everybody no. knows each other. I don't think Lithgow and Spacey have sat across from each other since ever. I've I'm, never. I was sorry. just going to... I was... Boy, you can't write this. This is good. This is what I was, you call I was going to say, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of yours. We've been on Broadway the same time, but never at the same theater. Well, we have different tastes and different locales, but I am a fan. Well, I'm a fan of both of you. And if I could write a script called This is the Best Day of My Life, starring John Lithgow and Kevin Spacey, <laughs> I'd do it. I'd put myself in it, too, as the, as the deli owner with a heart of gold who just couldn't get things right. But my favorite thing about Spacey is that he shares Hollywood secrets, the, back, the backlogs, the behind the scenes. And we got into it with Hanks, and we got into it a little bit with Lithgow, yeah. and I shared some, uh, some angels in the outfield stories. Lithgow, you remember those days? Glover would come in looking for women, and you were like, <laughs> you know, take your pick. I'm still wearing the jersey. Look. <laughs> 
<laughs> you love that movie. Well, you, kept trying, took it off. you kept trying to pitch Angela's in the outfield, which I, I wanted to do, but, you know, there was the a... The one-man show that I would have directed off-Broadway. And I would have seen it, and I would have bought it, and I would have red-boxed it. Now, Spacey, when you did American Beauty, did, was it you lifting those weights in the gym? Because I sat there watching being like, I want those I, to be his muscles. I trained for probably three or four months before the movie. I had trained previously before, and I like working out in general. Um... Yeah, that was me, and uh, I didn't have to do too many takes, so it wasn't too hard. But uh, I mostly walk these days. That's how you. That's how you break a sweat. Yeah, it's not hard, but it is what it is. Walking. Yes. Now you were in the movie Horrible Bosses. A lot of people thought you got snubbed from the Oscars that year, but then a lot of people were like, "Okay." Well, I, I think my track record for Oscars is not so bad. Sure, you were nom- You you won for American Beauty. Which was unbelievable. Let's not forget about the usual suspects. You one of my favorites. Oh, that's what, Ben. Do you mind pulling up uh, the, um, the his speech from American Beauty? I'll never forget it because I'm sitting there, okay, with my with my with my with my friend Gabe, and Jewish, and he's sitting there, and he keeps going. Boy, Spacey just does it right. He does it his way, and he does it the Spacey way. Well, and I said, Gabe, what does that mean? And he goes, Watch this speech. Watch this speech, and I'll, and I'll tell you. Now, what do you think he meant by that, Kevin? Well, you know, what is my move? Well, you know, here it is. I basically don't move my face. So I keep it absolutely positively still. Brilliant. Spacey face. Now, <laughs> I sell skin, skin cream. Do you really? Spacey face. All right. Your publicist, Tina, did tell me about that, and we will get to that before we take a quick commercial break. No, let's, no you know what? Let's play the speech. Let's play the speech. This is the highlight of my day. Do you remember that? No, no. Pause it one second, Ben. Was it the highlight of your day, or were you just being kind to the audience? I was being kind to the audience. What was the highlight of your day that day, Kevin? Well, probably getting jacked off in a massage parlor. For sure. That's going to be the highlight of anybody's day. No, I, uh, you know, highlighted my day. Well, basically, it is getting jacked off in a massage parlor. But to be perfectly, completely honest, with, <laughs> it's nice to be here. Kevin, we're going to play the rest of this speech, and I want to hear your inner monologue as this is happening. Winning an Oscar is a big deal. It doesn't happen for everybody. It happened to you twice. It happened to me twice. I hope it is not all downhill from here. Pause it real quick, Ben. Now, did you mean that, or did you want things to spiral no, out of I control? Meant, I, I sincerely meant that. I, you know, I've never been so, so greatly humbled in my entire life to win an Oscar, and that's how I felt. You know, from inside and out, you know, it was basically, it wasn't hard for me to, to emote what I felt. So I felt that. Ben, let's hear the rest of that speech. I first have to say. Pause it real quick, Ben. Now, Kev, what did you think you I, were going to, what did you think you were going to say when you said that? I first want to say, are you just buying time or do you have a, do you have a fucking, do you go up there with, because if you, I won, you, you literally, well, sh- you, shut the fuck up. When I, if I won for Angels in the Outfield. I had a speech, okay? I wrote a speech when I was seven. My mom always used to say to me, Tony, put your dick away. It's time to go to bed. Quit writing your Oscar speech. And I said, Mom, you know, quit being such a whore. I was seven years old. And the speech that I wrote that day is a speech that I had in my back pocket during the Oscars when Angels in the Outfield came out. I wasn't invited to do the show. We weren't nominated, but I wrote the speech. And I said, I want to thank everybody. Psych. I want to thank my dad. When you said, are you on acid, Tony? 
Are you doing drugs, Tony? When you say... Are you taking drugs, Tony? Kevin, I, I am. Look, life is tough. Hey, Jax. What are you on right now? Hey, Jax. Did you take care of my ticket? Hey, <laughs> Jax. Spacey, the cream you sell... Is it cheap? Is it affordable? Is it's it very expensive. And, you know, it, it's very expensive and it's very difficult to get because we haven't even produced it yet. I um, We're still making the batter. I just wanted to get it out there. But, you know, to be perfectly, completely honest with you, um, Johnny Lithgow, I yes, I am concerned about your drug problem. I, I, am, I, I want you to think uh, sincerely. Uh, Let's go ahead and play the rest of that spacey speech real quick. I would like to dedicate this to the man who inspired my performance. Now, pause it real quick, Ben. My- now, for sure, you're talking about the man who jerked you off in the massage sauna, yeah? That's right. He was a very, he was a taught man, and he had virtue uh, beyond belief. And he struck it hard, and he struck it good. Let's play the rest of that speech real quick, Ben. My friend and my mentor, and since my father died, a little bit like my father. All right, now pause it real quick, Ben. Now, that's an interesting thing to say. Never have I gotten a handjob from somebody who remotely resembled my father. Lithgow? No. But, Spacey, you you, well, you, you, you saw something in this guy that obviously enough of your dad to be able to say that on Oscar night. That's a, that's a big deal. Well, you know, it's... What, what can I say? It is what it is, you know. You got a good set of pipes. Thank you so much. But I, I haven't sung a song since um, Sweeney Todd. Uh, you, don't why, you, you sing a little bit of those not? pirate movies. Why yeah. sing? Well, the only things I like to re- truly sing to myself, I like to take a drop of POD and a little bit of Theraflu, and then I sing Billy Ocean's Greatest Hits. There yeah. were To me, there wasn't a bad one. I, and I love that you said that, Seth, because I am actually thinking about trying to start a Kickstarter to get Billy Ocean back on the road. Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car is the name of the tour, and I hope that... Get Out of My Dreams, Get on the Road! That's what I'm saying. Get out of your house and get into onto the stage and start singing again. I've got like three loonies, Canadian loonies, that I could donate. <sighs> what are those? Uh, there are money. In Canada. Oh, what is money? Uh, it's like a thing that you sort of use to get other things. Dustin Hoffman, who do you think is going to win Best Actress in the Leading Role? What are, what are the options? <sighs> are, it's a, t- it's a tight race this year. You've got... Um, Michael Fassbender. Matt Damon, Eddie talking Redmayne. About the, for the guys, for the guys. For the guys, yes. For the guys. Eddie Redmayne, Michael I really Fassbender. would like to see Leo won as yes. well. Well, the thing, he should have won for The Aviator, but he didn't. He should have won for um, The Beach, but he didn't. He should have won for Basketball Diaries, but he didn't. He should have won for the night that he came to my house and we played Uno until 7 a.m. And he somehow changed the game of Uno into war. <laughs> while playing with Uno cards. And I said, that, my friends, is the performance of a lifetime. You know, just to be in your presence would be, <laughs> it's just as great, you know. Well, I have, I have game night every Friday from 2 to 4. A.M. Rogan's been there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when we played Battleship? 
Uh, I do, I sort of. It was uh, you. I've seen the pictures on Instagram, but I, do, I don't remember having my fist up there. It was, well, I do. It was Depp, Rogan, and uh, Jeff Bridges, who will be joining us shortly um, on this uh, Oscar preview show. And Bridges has a story from that night that will blow your mind. I'm going to hand it back over to Tony, and thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to step out for just a moment. Uh, all right, uh, thank you. Hey, uh, Seth, will you do the commercial break? I'm still in the shitter. Uh, hey, thanks for listening to, uh, Tony Danza. Uh, I don't know how your crotch smells, but if it doesn't smell great, then you can use his douche the boss. It works on everything. Your Angela, your Mona, your Samantha. Uh, it smells great. I actually am uh, douching the boss right now. So let's bring it back to Danza. I think he's wiping. Thank you so much for that commercial, Seth. Uh, and of course, as a reminder, Rite Aid, Vaughn's, Safeway, Albertsons, Toys R Us, they all carry the Danza douche spray. Pick it up, um, not just for yourself, but for a friend or a, or a family member. It's a great gift. We are talking movies. We are talking Oscars. Uh, I am joined by Oscar winner Jeff Bridges and arguably one of the greatest late night talk show hosts in the history of the world. David Letterman, who is newly retired. Oh, jeez. Don't, don't pour it on. <clears throat> and enjoying his freedom, I must say. You know, I'm having a nice time. I'm just trying to uh, play it cool. <laughs> Dave, you've been off the air for a little while now, and a lot of people want to yeah, know. Don't rub it in. Well, a lot of people, people want to know, Dave, yeah. what, what is life like in well, it, retired? It's, it's it, just a series of quesadillas. You know what I'm saying? It's just an ongoing series of quesadillas and each one just more gooey and drippy and more delicious than the last i gotta ask you something man i uh I, I, wait, are, are, are you telling me you're not on the air anymore man because my dvr every night oh my god those are cassette tapes Whoa. <laughs> Boy, if you can't it's, see it right now, but Bridges is, lo you just, mine was blown right there. My mind is absolutely blown, You were a man. big fan of David Letterman, I huh? still am, man. I've been on his show for a long time. Uh, we, 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 you know, man, we, 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 we vacationed. Remember yeah, when we went to uh, Cedar Point? That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cedar Point. Yeah, that stands out. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been to Legoland? Uh, 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 have I been to Legoland? Uh, when haven't I been to Legoland? <laughs> I just left Legoland to come over here. Uh, it, it, could you be more uh, profound? Could you have more disdain? No, not me. Thanks. Goodbye. Good night. Now, David, I want to think I'm going to start a, a web series. Jeez, uh, <laughs> David, I want to know. I want to know. I want to be on that web series. I want to know. Well, I'd love to see yeah, that web don't, series. Don't wait by the phone. I would love I to don't know. Have a phone. We've got best actor in a supporting role on Sunday at the Academy Awards, hosted by Chris Rock. You know Chris, Dave. He's been on your show many times. Sure, he's a nice, upstanding uh, gentleman, and he's a very funny, brilliant comic. How do you think he's going to handle all the the hoopla surrounding him? As far as does he do any jokes? Well, you know that's that. I would say yes. <laughs> Are you on drugs, uh, son? Uh, he, uh, he's going to do jokes. He's he, I, from what I understand from the people I have on the inside. He's doing jokes. Down at the comedy store and, and other uh, such places. He's running his set. He's getting he's, warm. He's getting trying to get together the, what will be the uh, materials 
uh, for the, the the festivities of the Oscars. Yeah. Um, now, now uh, another another friend of mine who just stopped in, who who is no stranger to running jokes before the show, is a good friend of mine, former host of the Tonight Show, Jay Leno. Oh, thanks, Tony. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, um, what I want to know, Dave, is uh, first of all, you you've been to the Oscars, and Jeff, you've won at the Oscars. Now, uh, yeah. I, I I did. I spaced out for a second, man. But I do. I love Oscar Mayer hot dog. What are we talking about? Jeff, you won for a movie that I that I remember you came on the Tonight Show and you, you specifically talked about your own crazy heart and how you didn't even know how to play the guitar. I, I didn't. Yeah. And I wrote that song. How does flying feel like falling? Well, you know, a T-bone Burnett. A lot of people thought to themselves when that when that movie came out, they said, "Boy, Jeff Bridges can do it all. He plays the guitar. He's got cool hair. He smokes. He smokes. He tokes, and he lifts it up the way you're supposed to do it." Dave Letterman, you were quoted as saying Jeff Bridges might be the greatest actor of all time if Danny DeVito wasn't alive. Uh, did I say that? What was I on pills? <laughs> Uh, but with all seriousness, uh, I've always been a big fan. I like you. You're a good guy. Nice going. And, uh, I, I wish the best for you. But, but, but geez, you seem, you seem a bit uh, scrambled. You know what I'm saying? I just woke up. Have I've you- been asleep under the table for about 17 hours, man. I just got back from Joshua Tree, man. Have you guys, have you guys... That's not the tree's name, man. I talked to him. It's Carol. Have you guys noticed the buzz surrounding Oscar Sunday in the category of director, where we have got quite a, a five, a five, a five movie race for the big short, Mad Max, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight for, for best directing. Now, I saw Spotlight. I saw The Revenant. Wait a minute. I thought Birdman was up. Birdman was not up, nor was up the movie, the animated film, based on, of course, we all know. My life. Yep. We all I was a balloon salesman for years. Well, and this is what I want to talk about, Jeff. Not a lot of people know your true backstory. They go, oh, that's Lebowski. That's Jeff Bridges. That's the guy who plays guitar and used to sell Hyundais. But now. Hyundai Sonatas. But- and Hyundai Elantras. But you owned a balloon, and I find that fascinating. Well, a lot of people don't know this at the, uh, you know, there's no, there's never a hard time for the Bridges family. My brother Lloyd. How is Lloyd? Uh, Bo, I meant Lloyd How is my Bo? father. My father's gone. Dave, when you were a boy, did you, <laughs> Dave, when you were a boy, did you ever fantasize about hosting a talk show? Or was it just one of those things that you wake up one day, you're behind the desk, and you're interviewing Paris Hilton, wondering to yourself, <laughs> uh, it had been a dream. It had been a, a thought process. Yes, maybe I could do it. No, I can't. You know, back and forth, this sort of tug and uh, tug and forth. Uh, I've been there. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it, it had to be. It wanted to be a fruition of what. But no, I didn't think so for sure. I didn't know. I didn't think so. What, you know? I, what I think is the toughest part of our job, Dave, is that we have to interview people sometimes that we don't care about, okay? When I interviewed Hugh Grant and he was like, yeah, hey, you know, I, I, I put my thumb in, a, you know, in, the, in the lady. She, she's a man. 
Right, their whole thing. I remember, I remember that like it was yesterday, and I said to myself, oh, this is going to be good. But I didn't care up until that point. And I want to say, sometimes you have people on and you go, oh, I got to research them, I got to watch that movie. Yeah. All the movies that have been nominated for Sunday, I watched them. Some movies you don't see. And there's a, there's a classic moment on the David Letterman show when you had on Cuba Gooding Jr. and you hadn't seen Cool Runnings. And he, and you asked him about it, and he said, that's not me. He said, that's, uh, the guy from Dougie Doug. Dougie Doug from, uh, Different Strokes. Hey, he lives you know, above me, man, in Venice. Dougie Doug lives above you. He does, man. He's well, he, to, 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 How be, is he? to be fair to Doug, he's the building manager. Boy, that, can I be asked? That sounds like a sitcom. But that's a sweet We're gig. Trying. You know, that's that that is a, not not to joke too much, but that's a sweet gig. Uh, being the apartment manager, it, you would think it would be sort of a dopey a position for sort of like a degenerate. But uh, but no, if you think about it, you get free room and board. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, 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 and all you got to do is kind of sweep up a little bit and say hi to the people there and give them a key if they need a key. Uh, then and that's about it. The only time, every time I need an extra key was when the vending machine got stuck. And I put in $6 to get a bag of, of, of Frito-Lay uh, chips. And I said, there's no way I'm putting in $7. I'm going to go get the key, see if they can open up the back. I can take the chips and, out that I paid for. And then you were, uh, you, you, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, man, you should have called me. I had some extra Fritos at the house. I always Extra do. Fritos. Also, I used to see old YouTube clips of you breaking in the vending machines. Well, yes. that was that was a prank show that I did. That's right. You would go. That's right. This guy would go in the high school locker room. It was called Vending Mesmeen. And he <laughs> We were mean to vending machines. And he would break the vending machine in front of these young prepubescent kids. Most most of them paintless. And Jeff would break. Most of them women. And, <laughs> and Jeff would break the vending machine and see how these kids would react. And most of them. It was a crazy time yeah. in the 90s. Well, that's when VH1 was really on top. Dave. When you interview, when you interview Dougie Doug, tell me straight up from the heart. Yeah. Did he mind that you thought he was in cool? I'm sorry. Did Cuba mind? Yeah. Oh wait, it was Dougie Doug. You said it was Cuba. You yeah. called Dougie Doug Cuba. Yeah. That's the mistake. Yeah. So that happens, and that for you, yeah. that was a turning point. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it just it would behoove me to use better uh, judgment in the beginning, but. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell them apart. You know what I'm saying? Now, Dave, you guys were known for having amazing sound editors on the show. And Jeff, I know specifically for True Grit that your sound editor was, was a, was, was a genius. Sound editing on Sunday, it's between Mad Max, The Martian, The Revenant, Sicario, which I always get mixed up with Rosario Dawson. I thought she was nominated for a movie. Then there's Star Wars, The Force Awakens. That's also being up. Now, looking at that just on paper, I go, what's, what's going, it's going to go to Star Wars. It's going to go to Star Wars. Because, the, because they... Can you say that one more time, it, Jay? Yeah, I said, well, looking at it on paper, it's going to go to Star Wars. That's because the sound bite I like. It's Star Wars because the sound... Have you ever seen a, a live ship, a Millennium Falcon, fly through the sky? It sounds like this. Well, how does it sound? It sounds like this. Well, but if you go to the planetarium, the Griffith Observatory, man, they got Bose speakers. 
but they don't have Millennium Falcons, Jeff. Oh, man, I, you're right. I was thinking of just a Falcon. Now, Jeff, you called your hot air balloon Millennium Falcon. I do, man. I do, and I have a uh, I have a guy who 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 hangs out. Dave, when you were a kid, yeah. did you ever think that you would be sitting here on a podcast with the Jeff Bridges? It's just it couldn't. In, and I try to put this in words that you can understand and comprehend. It, it just it would make no more sense uh, to sit next to a, a dirty old toad. Than to 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 be without this gentleman, and truly, it is a, an honor and a privilege to give you this uh, broken cell phone award. Well, broken cell phone. I gotta yeah. be honest with you, man. This, I uh, this is the real moment here. Man, I'm touched. I uh, Jeff, you now now Ben, can we pull up Jeff's Oscar speech real quick? Because you, you you're getting emotional here. I'm and getting this, and, and and this is what I want to talk about for Sunday because there is there is an etiquette with an Oscar accept, acceptance speech where where you go you go up there and people go all right you you won thank thank some people but don't cry too much don't try to be too funny there's a balance and Jeff you're so cool that that I want to know do you do you just go I, I, did, did you even want to win by I'll the way I'll tell you what happened number one I Gabriel Sidibe was sitting across from you. I didn't know I was nominated, man. Okay. But number two, my acceptance speech, I wrote it as a joke, and I used to try it out at the improv. No kidding. I would do a tight seven, and I would have my uh, my brother, uh, Bo, would play me off as if they were. It was funny to us. Uh, we weren't asked back, which was kind of. You know what? Is there a lost and found there? Because I think I lost some sunglasses. I want to play that speech covered real quick. in feathers. I want to play that speech real quick, Jeff, and take you back down memory lane for when you won an Oscar. Here it is. We don't have it yet, but what? So I was quiet. I was I, really. What I want to ask you. Yeah, tell me, man. Is is when when you filmed the movie? Yeah. Uh, Tron. Wow. Have you seen Tron? Boy, I can I be honest? I had a NyQuil dream of the exact script of Tron. And then literally two days later, it came out. So talk about the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, stuffy at fever so you can create a Jeff Bridges movie in your dreams. Sleep medicine. That's what, that's what I thought. So to wake up and go, oh, it's the real thing? That, that was crazy to me. You know who they wanted for Flynn in Flynn's Arcade? Emmanuel Lewis, Webster. No kidding. Rest in peace, by the way. Oh, Are you excited man. for the in memoriam? <laughs> did he? Did he just die? Did he die or not die? Are you? Because I, I have a concerned interest. Best of moment number 30. This dude has lived a life we all want to live. His stories are unreal. Uh, he's buds with Kevin Hart, uh, writes and, and co-created the uh, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Uh, he's written on every show uh, you can fucking imagine uh, and uh, he's one of the best comics working today. It's Chris Spencer. So let me tell you about the president. Please. So... Uh, can we do about 10 more minutes? You good? Yeah. yeah great. Mm-hmm. The story's going to be eight. All right, good. <laughs> I'll shorten it. So Dude, I... Let it go. Let it go. am in Maine with okay. uh, uh, some family friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're the only black people on this island. I was about to say. Yes. <laughs> we saw one person. We both were like this to each other. <gasps> Shh. <laughs> 
So then, as we're driving, we're gonna we're saying, listen, we're gonna go to New York to visit my wife's family. Yeah. So I text, I put on Instagram a picture of me and my family in front of a place called Dark Harbor. Okay. This, this little it's, ice cream place called Dark sounds Harbor. Sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> exactly. I said Dark Harbor just got a little darker with the Spencer's Day. <laughs> So Ray Allen's wife, who's friends with our, of ours, says, listen, you're driving up to New York. you got to stop in Connecticut. We're in Martha's Vineyard. We'll meet you back in Connecticut. We're like, okay, cool. So we get to mm-hmm. Connecticut. We meet them. And I go, what are you guys doing? He goes, well, we're chilling. But, uh, you know, Ray's just been playing golf with the president all week. And he had to come home because, you know, the, the president got mad. He was coming home. The president was like, so, Ray, what are you doing? He goes, i got to go home and help, sh- help, you know, the kids start school tomorrow. And he's like, well, can't Shannon do that? He's like, uh, I guess so. Yeah, you drop them off and come back tomorrow. So I'm, I got to go back to Martha's Vineyard. I said, Oh, we do. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I said, on. honey, yeah. uh, enjoy New York. Yeah. Jump in the truck, driving to Martha's Vineyard to play with Ray. So we go to Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Boom. How is Martha's Vineyard? Dope. Oh my God, it's Fantasy Island. Fuck. Yeah. So we go to Martha's Vineyard, and uh, we didn't have nowhere to stay. Ray had a hotel. I didn't have nowhere to stay. I didn't give a fuck. I'm going to find somewhere to stay. <laughs> right. There's got to be a, a, a Martha's Vineyard YMCA. <laughs> Come so stay at the there. Martha's Vineyard Motel 6. Yeah. So what we get there, and uh, <laughs> the president's first cousin is Valerie Jarrett. She, uh, he had a place to stay. He said, listen, you can have this little room. It was an itty-bitty room. I felt like a Cub Scout. There was like a fucking mm-hmm. bunk bed. I was like, ah, there's got to be something else. Yeah. So I'm calling hotels, calling hotels. And then Ray stayed at this huge house uh, that, that followed the, the prior week and he had left something there so we go by there to go pick up some stuff he left and he talks to the guy the guy's like hey you can stay here for free six bedroom fucking Cape what? Cod Damn. whatever mansion so we stay there boom we head to the golf course we get to the driving range the fucking president's right there I'm like and I met him before because my friend used to produce Christmas in Washington oh, and the Kennedy Center Honors. So we would yeah. go there, but it was a quick handshake. Hi, pleased to meet you. Great. Yeah. Boom. Get the he fuck does, out the but way. He, but yeah. he knows he's good at it, right? He gives you eye contact, he's gives you a moment. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You feel like you could talk to him forever, and then the security goes, Psst. He does yeah. it to everybody. Go. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We were going to talk about fucking uh, yeah, Space yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, So boom. We go. I play in the, the, it's Ray. Wait, uh, the guy did Cyrus. you have to be vetted though? Like, did the, does the Secret Service I, I, know that you have they to? They must be? have gotten looked at my old papers from the White House when I went to Christmas in Washington. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but right. I was in. So, okay. me, so it's Ray, Alonzo, Cyrus, who's the cousin and the president playing. They play the first day. I'm playing with the aides, mm-hmm. the coolest motherfuckers. I'm fr- I'm good friends with uh, one of them right now. We still talk every, what? Day, every once a week, once a month. Okay, once a year. <laughs> I think we're close. We're Facebook friends. Yes, <laughs> whatever, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. I I've poked them. them. I've seen them once since then. <laughs> yeah. So. The next day, I go, listen, Ray, I need to play in the foursome with you guys. He goes, we have four. I go, he's the fucking president. We can play with 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes, I, 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 I'm going to figure it out. So then I'm playing the next day, and I'm playing like shit. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like playing. I'm watching. It's like I'm dancing with the fat lady, and the, and the, the cute <laughs> chick is on the other fucking fairway. I'm like, I want to fuck her. <laughs> so uh, I quit at the ninth hole. I go, you know, I'm going to rest and wait till them, for them to come back in. Yeah. When I go to, to quit, Cyrus... The, uh, the Valerie Jarrett's cousin is like, oh, Chris, oh, uh, I'm not feeling good. I said, what's wrong? He's like, I got food poisoning. Go play with the president. I'm like, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> oh, shit. Done. I fucking put my bags back on the cart, race to him. He's like, hey, Chris, welcome. I go, sir, I just went from coach on Southwest to first class <laughs> on Air Force One in a matter of 17 seconds. So then we play. Oh, shit. He goes, all right, Chris, I'll see you later tonight, right? I go, absolutely. I look at Ray. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they have a fucking party. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, at the I'm vineyard. Thinking, I'm, at the vineyard. I'm thinking it's going to be in some big-ass mansion, right? Mm-hmm. It's this itty-bitty house. 
I swear to God, we're in a room. How big is this room? Um, 800 square feet? Probably. We're in a room 800 square feet. Me, the president, his wife, and all their friends, yeah. and the kids. Security is all outside. It's a fucking little itty-bitty house party. It reminds you of the fucking house party in the beginning of Raw. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hit him in the ding-ding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and... Uh, the first thing, Michelle Obama's talking, right? And I'm mm-hmm. listening to her talking all. And then she mentions Harold Washington. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm sorry, uh, Harold Washington. Harold, Harold Washington. And I go, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mrs., Mrs. Obama, Barack Obama, <laughs> Michelle Johnson. I, I, was, I was listen, you said Harold Washington. And the first thing I think of is Eddie Murphy's joke. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you could be President Jesse. Yeah. She goes, yeah, fuck Harold Washington. And I go, oh. No, she didn't cuss. I'm sorry. I said F Harold Washington. Yeah. But she knew the rest of the joke. Okay. Shut the fuck up. So we're go. I'm joking around with her. Yeah. Then she's I said, quoting her, raw. She, she, oh, this is de- delirious. Delirious. Yeah. 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 So, so no, I think it was comedian the album. No, one of them. Anyway, All right. Yeah. She's quoting Eddie Murphy. She knows Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And uh, so then I'm sitting down, and then we all start. De- no, he goes. All right, time to go. He talks like how he talks. He talks in sound bites. <laughs> is that? Can you get over that? Or is let's it- go watch some fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all having a great time? So we yeah. go out, we watch fireworks. I'm fucking trying to take pictures and videos of them, but it's dark. I'm like, shit. Right. <laughs> I'm pretending like I'm taking pictures of the fireworks. I'm trying to sneak them in the shot. He's like, Chris, get a picture of me today lighting this piccolo Pete. Like, <laughs> I got Roman so candles. we go inside, and he goes, all right, time to dance. Chris, help me with this table. Me and the fucking president are moving tables and chairs. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dance. Now they're fucking, everybody's dancing. This motherfucker can't can fucking really dance, and I'm yeah. dancing next to him and shit. But I'm like, <laughs> So then I sit down and I watch him and his daughter dance and I'm like, wow, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. And while, while I'm watching, I go to the bathroom and wash my face because this shit is so surreal. Right, you I'm sitting down and I'm looking for him. Where the fuck did he go? And he turns up and sits right next to me. So Chris, how long have you been doing comedy? Hi, sir. Uh, <laughs> we start talking about comedy. We start talking about nutrition, family. Uh, we didn't really talk about any politics. So it was just like a regular conversation. Yeah. He grew up out, you know, he went to school in Occidental. So we talked yeah. about Tommy Burgers, how ah. he can't eat those anymore because he would fuck, you know, all of us would yeah. get sick. Right. And, it, and then Michelle came over. I took her to show him a picture of my kids and family. And it was just, it was surreal. Best of moment number 31. This comedian has some of the greatest stories you'll ever hear. Her own podcast, Juicy Scoop, is something you should definitely check out. Add it to your queue. Uh, she always delivers, and her story in this best of episode is one of my favorites of all time. It's the one and only Heather McDonald. But then also serial dater, so I get like great dating stories about like Which assholes. Like, so we've many. caught a couple assholes. Like I, this one, my friend started dating this guy, and she talked, told me about him. I thought he sounded like a delight too. I thought he sounded like a cute divorced dad. He liked a paddleboard. <laughs> and I saw a picture of him. Strong. And I said, Oh, Tara's dating a bona fide babe. Okay, now he turned out to be a nightmare. So now my husband will bring that up all the time. What about you and your bona fide babe? I'm like, He still was a babe. He's a sure. sociopath, but he still was a babe. We should have saw paddleboarding as a red flag. <laughs> no. So then, so then she, anyway, she starts dating him. She lent him money, supposedly lent him this money for four days. Mm-hmm. Once she told me, I was like, Girl, why? Would he ask you, someone he's dated, for only a few weeks for $3,000? Oh. I have a, a shit ton of credit cards. Anyone can get $3,000 off a credit card. Yeah. And if you can't do that and you don't have anyone closer that you can ask than the for girl three, you've been dating that you're trying weeks. to impress, yeah. I'm like, that's a horrible sign. That's a, even to float you wow. during tax season. So then she's like, shit, you know. Then why didn't she see the signs? Because he's a bona fide babe and he likes paddleboarding at him. Oh, fine. Yeah, I mean, that's a thing. And then when that happens, 
she's so I like the guy embarrassed. <laughs> you know, she was so embarrassed. Of course. And I was like, don't be like you believed him. Yes. And why should sure. you not believe this guy that was really nice and great? Better to have had, loved than lost. Had the cute kids and everything. But I'm like, well, we're gonna fucking get your money back, okay? So then she finds out through friends and social media that he has done something similar to this to, to like, other girls. To like four wow. girls. They all meet. He was dating them all at the same time. He's like Ed McMahon, but he goes and takes the they big check. They all came on the podcast. <laughs> no shit. What? Yes. Yes. Wait, they're what? all still friends. Wasn't this the plot of that Judd Apatow movie or Basically, something? Basically, but mine was like, juicier. Yeah, with like well, Kate the, Upton and yes, Leslie Manning, Cameron Diaz. And he had two mistresses. Yeah. Yes. This was like, this, this is the plot of that movie. Yes. Holy shit. But, so but, that episode is out. Yeah, that one's out. That's a uh, serial dater, I think, is like episode. Did they? I can't yeah. remember what Did number they it is. Call all the out? descriptions. Like, Did they call him out like by name or something? Okay, so they were terrified. Yeah. Okay, and very worried. So they wouldn't let me call him out. I just said he's the divorced dad. He lives in Manhattan Beach and he paddleboards a lot. All right, that okay? could be like only but then, 400 guys. But so okay. then, okay, so I go, but my dream is I don't put this out. And when he's. Living back home because he was being evicted from his place. He lived in a place that he paid sixty five hundred a month for, except he never paid the rent. Did you ever see the movie Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton? No. Oh, it's so fucking good. Okay. It's basically like a cute guy that looks nice. Yeah. Swindles his way into a nice place and then is a nightmare and like never pays. And so basically, this guy. And he's also like head of like Little League in the town and also did some charity, like Model some, citizen. some type of charity for like some law, f- law thing. But he wasn't a lawyer. It was like crazy. So, <laughs> uh, he, so he eventually got evicted. Paddles from place, without but, borders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he owed, he owed that guy that he rented the house from like probably $50,000. Wow. So they evict him finally. And, um, and so I was like, God, this guy is just a piece of work. I'm like, well, hopefully when he has to go back and live with his mother, you know, he'll be hitting on some. And you go, he went for like attractive divorced women with money. That was definitely sure because they're that sort of not. I, I don't want to say desperate, but th- those women, they're looking. heartbroken. They're looking. And, and a guy knows how to do that. To yeah. be like so super into you right away Absolutely. and charming. So then um, so I thought, hopefully he'll be hitting on some woman and that woman will go home and tell her friend and the friend will be like, holy shit, I listened to Juicy Scoop. Does this guy fucking paddleboard? Okay, that's what I was hoping would happen. Okay. Which is a question any woman should ask about a man. And then, and then I, that didn't happen but something close. I wake up at like 7 a.m. And I check my my email that people can write to, which is the real Heather McDonald Gmail dot com, and that someone said I, th- you know, I think I'm dealing with a serial. Well, I called him fucktard on the show. <laughs> so she goes, I think I, I think I, I'm, I think uh, I know fucktard, and I, you know, and I'm a victim to or whatever. And basically, he owed her thirty three hundred dollars. She lived in Seattle. He would tell the same lies to everybody, which was. God, shit. Um, my son just took my car and he's all the way almost in Beverly Hills and my wallet was in there. I've got a client dinner. Uh, could you float me like 300 bucks? So there's a lot of people that bo- sent, just lent him a little bit of money. Yeah. And then once they get that money, then you'd be sort of, in, then you'd be like, well, yeah, oh, oh is he going to pay me back? Or sometimes you'd ask or not. And then, but then he would sort of test him. Like this one girl lived in like a $3 million house, like on the strand and, and he came over one night when they're dating and while he's dating the three other women and he's like, Oh my God, I don't know. I'm just, I'm in this financial mess and I have these two kids and my ex-wife took me for everything. Meanwhile, 
the ex-wife hadn't seen a dime from him. She's like a teacher and like could not get away from him faster. And, and she's like, what, what do you, how much do you need? And he's like, like 50,000. Like he would just try. She, like that girl was smart enough not to give it. Right. But I think you'd look around and you're like, okay, this chick will give me 300 and never ask. She'll be embarrassed. This yeah. one will give me 3,000 and be embarrassed. And then he'd like kind of threaten them like, you're, you crazy. You better not talk about me. So anyway, I said, how, um, she goes, I heard, I just listened to the podcast and I go, how did you find out about the podcast? She goes, he sent it to me. He said, look at what these horrible women are doing to me. Like he's such a narcissist. He actually got off on the fact that we were talking about him and he's so crazy. He didn't realize that by sending to her, she would never talk to him again. Wow. What? That's what sort of, that's a backwards. level of narcissism that I'm, that, uh, it's like, look at all these women saying I have herpes. Yes. <laughs> Crazy! crazy. You have herpes. I don't know, but they're talking about me. Yeah. So then, by the way, could you loan me three (laughs) thousand? Yeah, for the herpes. So he would do that to her. He'd be like, he'd call her in Seattle or wherever she was, and I think it was Seattle or Portland. I can't remember. He'd call her and be like, "Oh my god, my son took my car. My wallet's in there." He would do it to people on the baseball team and just get like twenty or forty bucks from the kids and their parents. You know, I and then not pay it. Back. Wow. So I was so sick of this piece of shit. So then the final one is some girl goes, people would go, is this, people would send me pictures. Is this fucked hard? Is this fucked hard? They were scared they might be dating. I'm it's like, like no, that's not him. Have you seen no, this, yeah, this fucked hard? Yeah. So then this one girl sends me this post from his Facebook page and mm-hmm. he's getting an award. And, and, and it's like, fucked hard oh, of the and year. Then, yeah. And somebody was writing, like, wow, you'll finally have some time to yourself. He's like, yeah, finally. Meanwhile, he hasn't worked in a year and he's just paddleboarding around. Oh my God. And so I'm like, you know what? Screw this asshole for still having a pu- fucking public Facebook page. So I screenshot it and I'm like, this is fucked hard. And his name is Kirk Obermeyer and he's still paddleboarding around the South Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Do not date him, divorced ladies, single ladies, whoever you are. Good for you. He does not have a pot to piss in, and he will steal from you. He did, like, fraud things. Like, he took people's credit cards. Damn. Yeah. How do you... Wow. I, I'm just... I mean, first of all, yeah, I can... Good for you. I'm so happy. That's why I said, don't fuck with a bitch with a podcast. Yeah. I, now I'm like, now I don't care. I mean, well, because kind of I will say whatever. You have this, out, I you have this outlet. I will just say the yeah. truth. Best of moment number 32. This dude came on the About Last Night podcast, and he and I started our own sports comedy podcast called Good Call, which you should subscribe to if you haven't already. It's so fun. His stories, again, uh, are unreal. Uh, His insights and opinions and his, his love for his kids all blends into an amazing act. Go see him live if you get a chance, and enjoy him right now. In moment number 32, it's Josh Wolf. Like when I talk, especially with my kids older, right? When I talk about their teenage experiences, that's stuff that we all still remember. Like my son, okay, this happened recently. I was walking into his room and I wanted to tell him something and I walk over to his bed and he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa don't step on that sock. <laughs> his, it was his jerk off sock, right? And I was like, oh my God, dude, like, can't you sweep those under the bed? And yeah, he was like, it's my room. I was like, it's not your room. This is my room that you're staying in. Wow. Just so you know, let's get mm-hmm. that fucking clear. Yeah. So in my room that you're staying in, your nut rags need to end up in a <laughs> fucking hamper or under the bed. This, these are all my rooms. Yeah. You yeah. just happen to be living in one of them. Yeah. Don't get it fucking twisted. Until we can afford a, a jerk off room yeah. where everyone can, where there can be fucking cum socks everywhere. And by the way, until I have cum sock money. <laughs> You clean up your fucking... Yeah, and let me tell you something. By the way, oh my God. at my house, for me, yeah. 
Every room is my jerk off room. <laughs> For sure. Like, fuck you, right? Yeah. But, yeah, you have the right to be able to come in his room and jerk off, and you don't want to see his shit. Mark my territory. Yeah, I can yeah. leave my sock here if I wanted to. But you see a sock in here shaped like a teepee? I just came in here and fucking, I left it for you. I let, I let it dry in the room for a little while just to like some fucking pimp shit. <laughs> that is a mic drop moment. Yeah, it is. It Jesus. Oh, oh, man. Come on. Uh, come on. Well, hey, at least he told you not to touch it. He was nice. <laughs> like, Wait, so when you so when you got on Chelsea lately, then I mean, if you'd gotten on, let's say, like having that defining moment where you you're on stage and you're like, oh man, now I'm because I'm sure that was a, a light switch moment for yes. you, right? Where yes. you're like, and I mean, Chelsea lately, that show being such a great platform to be like, hey, just to be you, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how you're going to get the most uh, response. I feel like, uh, and um, and some people probably were better at that than others that were just truly with all of their jokes and comments and and uh, discussion um, skill sets. Uh, but like, if you'd gotten on that, what like five years prior, do you feel like you would have not? Yeah, I don't know if I would have. You know, I learned a lot from her. She would tell me, you know, you're different than anybody on the show. So be you mm-hmm. nobody does you as well as you do so be you and there were times like if the to me the best episodes of the show were the were when there were three people on that panel who didn't come in with a ton of jokes prepared they came in and they listened yeah mm-hmm. and they bantered look when you were on my show yeah that was a great episode yeah because you three it was me it was fortune, fortune and theo yeah and, and, theo Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. and you three listened to each other and bantered off of each other. Yeah. The best part, and that's why, look, this format of podcast is yeah. good. You're listening to funny people have a conversation. That's what the best Chelsea's were. When right. there were three funny people doing things in a just, humorous way. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't just, just set up. Pre-written up. joke, pre-written joke, yeah. pre-written joke, Chelsea yes. comments, pre-written joke. Like, the worst is when somebody would start, like say that it was about Justin Bieber or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then so the first person would say something. That veered it off topic a little bit, yeah. But you could tell one person wanted to get to their joke, so they went back to the topic. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're just, gone. Yeah, you have to now be you just pulled them yeah. back in the Adjust. wrong direction. Didn't make sense because also, yes. you, a you're not um, showing your. Um, you know, wherewithal to be able to adjust like that, but also you're missing out on some great authentic moment organically that could have happened between you veering off the path and yes. just trusting yourself to be funny in the moment. But you know, not everybody is that comfortable to be able to just, they're like, hey, I came in with my jokes and this is what's going to yeah. get me laughs and recognition. And if I don't do those, then, but sometimes that would do the opposite. And I would say, you know, one thing I also learned from that show is especially in today's day and age, your opinion is as funny is as important as how funny you are because people will get if they like your point of view they will f- they'll be interested in what you do yeah like yeah your point even, of view even if they don't necessarily agree with you yes they'll just be like oh but that's interesting yeah. that's new yeah, that's yeah, fun yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and like uh I'm, i've heard people that are absolutely 100 percent pro-gun that 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 can watch jim jeffrey's gun control bit and laugh their ass off and it's not like they don't have to be like, well, but I don't agree with him. Doesn't yeah. matter. Just that's who he is, and that's he's being his authentic self in that in that bit. And people recognize that, and they laugh. But we've lost the ability in this country to go, okay, that person has a different point of view than I do, and I'm still gonna have a conversation with him. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of look, that's deal breakers now for a lot of people. Which listen, it's called. It's okay to disagree. It's fucking. That's how you arrive at. 
really good answers yeah. is you have disagreements yeah if if like i would hate to live in a world that everyone thought exactly like me How because oh my god dude if I everybody think, loved cool runnings as much as i do <laughs> i dude i probably wouldn't live here the t- the kids television really? show huh? great movie great movie fuck yeah you don't like that movie it's are, are you putting it in a, in some sort of top 10 no well top 10 movies that made me feel something when i was 10 Oh my, I don't even have that list. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't even just made, list. I just made it up, but I feel like it should be there if that list did exist. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got that? It made me feel something when I was 10. Yes. What the- <laughs> cool, cool Runnings. Oh. D2. Buddy Ducks 2. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Dude, Doubtfire. Mrs. A- hey, come on, man. Simon Birch. Split at that point. Let me um, tell you Single something. mom. Everything is heightened emotionally. I'm if gonna- I see four black guys carry a fucking bobsled and I cry, that's on my dad for leaving, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and God bless if I didn't look at John Candy like a father figure. All right, let's move along. Best of moment number 33. This guy directed Adam Devine and Zach Efron and Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And because of the success of that... Uh, he's now uh, stacking up the uh, the upcoming projects. He worked at Funnier Die Forever and uh, directed some of the, the most incredible videos of all time. Go back and listen to this episode. I highly recommend it. He's here for you in Best of Moment number 33. It's the one and only Jake Zemanski. The craziest one we ever did at Funnier Die, like that we tried to do on purpose, was when it was during the election and it was um, when we did the. McKay had the idea. McCain, John McCain was running for president and had released the ad where he used Paris Hilton. He used an image of Paris Hilton in mm-hmm. it, and that was like news at that point. It was yeah. something about celebrity or something like that, something derogatory. And McKay's idea was to do a Paris Hilton response ad. <laughs> and and um, and so he wrote a script for it. They got in touch with like Paris Hilton's people, and she was like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then it was like me with a camera bag by myself on a flight to New York, renting a car, driving out to the Hamptons to like shoot a, a Paris Hilton video. Like just you? Just me, no sound guy, no like I like that. We didn't have anything back in the early days of Funny or Die. Oh my God. Flew uh, flew back. By the way, she was lovely. Loved the great with her. She made me a turkey sandwich. She was so nice. Wait, and by made about you a Rob- turkey sandwich, like she actually made you the turkey sandwich okay. or, or did or no, did she go like of course she made no. turkey sandwich. <laughs> She made a very. She was a very nice, normal Turkey person. sandwich for the director. She knew about Robin Young. She knew about Robin Young. <laughs> I think I'm in love with her. No, um, and that's I awesome. Flew back was like editing the video on the plane because it was like topical. Got mm-hmm. back, stayed up all night. We put it online the next day, and that was one of those things where like we had, I don't know, it was something like five to ten million hits on day one. Like we, it was you would wow. we were watching it. We like posted it live, and then everyone was there just going like. Refresh, refresh, refresh. And it's going up by like hundreds of thousands each time. And it was That's... the moment we put it up. Like, we we're like, this is going to go. Like, we knew that was like one of those things where like, we got to yeah. go to this. This is going to go. And it was so, and at that time, Paris Hilton, like, there was nothing. Like, she was just this fame phenomenon that. Yeah, she was at yeah. the height of that thing. Right. It was, it was like, it was a crazy experience of like, oh, this is where the internet is right now. Yeah, and that must have video is that must have given you guys also an indication of like okay like celebrity based stuff for us is like pretty oh, yeah. like le- maybe we can be the home to be doing that because well, nobody yeah, else I mean, is and it started you know it's will and adam and chris henchy's side yeah. and you know will would do stuff and i think the other idea was like not everyone can go do snl every week but there are people and celebrities who want to make funny videos and they can i think the you know the earliest idea was like they can come here instead of going on letterman and doing a thing or in a in conjunction with come spend an afternoon with us make a funny video it'll get a ton of publicity 
Best of moment number 34. We grew up loving this dude in Rookie of the Year, a kid in King Arthur's Court. Then uh, even more so in American Pie movies. And uh, Brad met him at some charity show party where his band was performing. Brad did stand-up. They hit it off. And he did the podcast. And it was an unforgettable moment. Here he is in Best of 34. It's Thomas Ian Nicholas. That's that's pretty much all we can do to explain the party (laughs) is just tell you a tidbit. There's no way to really... A rich guy's birthday party that has me, uh, your band, uh, China was there. I mean, sure. She she didn't perform, though, did she? uh, She played the match game. What? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to say, she didn't perform on stage. Uh Oh. (laughs) You can ask Brad about that in the back room. Bada boom. Bada boom. Well, I mean, you know, she... Bada boom. Trying to get from the bada boom. That's my finisher. If I was a professional wrestler, if I wrestled Shining, I I would just love to hear JR be like, good God almighty, he's going for the bada boom. (laughs) Sweet Jesus, that's a woman for God's sakes. He hit the bada boom. It's over. Now, how did you... Um, by the way, uh, how there was never a dwarf character in Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter makes me very upset. Right? You know what? There was a game. Do you guys remember Golden Axe? The big arcade game Golden Axe? Yeah, of course. Yeah. There was a dwarf in Golden Nerd Axe. Nerd alert. What? No, there- I actually have. I oh, played it. Okay. It yeah. had the rollerball for the yeah, control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the... Um, uh, uh, well, like you go on a quest and you're fighting a bunch of... People like the rollerball games were the shit. By the way, yes. that really tested your skill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they had a dwarf character in Golden Axe, so it's like whenever I played that what at the arcades, name? I was like, oh, like I kind of have to choose <laughs> <laughs> the dwarf character. That's messed up, dude. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up. up. I felt like I had to. How did you be? How could you be so racist against yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I just like for some odd reason, I I felt like if I chose like the hunter or something, that I would just turn around and there and there would be like twenty two little people just shaking their heads like you son of a bitch <laughs> we knew somebody <laughs> told us you we don't pick get again. many video games how could you not be us <laughs> how could you not be us yeah so it's uh, a documentary about dwarves not picking themselves yeah in video games. yeah like I, like I was the one dude where when I watched Lord of the Rings like every time the dwarf like hit someone with an axe I would just like chill like fuck yeah <laughs> that's one of ours and then I found out the actor wasn't really a dwarf which broke my heart yeah but yeah. Uh, so, how did you guys both know of this guy whose party it was? Uh, how did you know? How did how he did know I- to book the Thomas Nicholas Band and Brad Williams? Like, okay. how did those? My my story makes somewhat sense. It makes kind of sense. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'll try to make this quick. Basically, okay. I went to like a convention. He was at the convention, and he said, "Hey, we do this video to save an old movie theater. Cool, a call to action for yeah. people to invest and donate money." Mm-hmm. So that's we did the party at the one theater that he owns. Yep. But he owns another one that's also like a, I guess, a retro yep. theater, like built in the fifties. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did that video, and then he called me later and said, "Hey, yeah, you know, we raised the money. The theater stayed in. It's awesome." And then he runs a film festival once a year. And this is in Orinda, California. Moraga, Moraga, Moraga. They're oh. they're kind of right next to each other. Okay. But yeah. Mor- Morinda. <laughs> Mor- <all right>. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I made uh, a place. It's, it's so, near Oakland. In- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oakland adjacent. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you so saved the theater, and then he's saved like, the theater, right. and then he invited me to perform, uh, like, do an acoustic show at his film festival the next year, That's which awesome. is the California something or other film festival. Um, and so I did that, and then I did a, a, a pledge campaign, a crowdfunding campaign for my recent album that I just handed you. Yep. Yeah. So we're getting close. Security, which you can get 
at iTunes, iTunes. it's on Spotify, the, you know, the, the works. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So that album was partly due to this guy, this this guy Derek. Uh, he saw that we were like close to the end of our like pledge music campaign. He calls me and goes, how much do you need? What? So I was like, oh, well, uh, this is how much we're short. He goes, okay. And he bought the private concert. And so then he said, I want you to play my 50th birthday Dude, party. that wow. is unreal. That's awesome. That he just, yeah, that he just did that for you guys. But then, yeah, yeah it's like you, you helped him out. He helped you out. It all started out because a dude at a convention was like, hey, will you do this video for this old theater? And then I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know this theater. Sure. But you yeah. know what? Like, you had to, like, good for you to at least take the initiative to say, you know what? It's, I mean, what was, was it about the saving the theater that sounded like a fun idea? Or was it just like, oh, why the fuck not? Like, I, I don't seems- know. I mean, you know, I make movies, so saving movie theaters sounds pretty cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Like us saving comedy clubs. You're like, yes, we will save the Chuckle Hut yeah. in Tulsa. Save yeah. the Chuckle Hut. You're right. You're I might right. I, I might have to go there one day. So then you, <laughs> so then this was an acoustic performance as well at the birthday party? Or? Uh, no, it was a full band this awesome. time. Do you yeah, prefer one or the other? Uh, they're different. You yeah. know, the acoustic performance is more intimate, but I knew that since it was in a movie theater on the stage in front of the screen, I called him up. And I was like, yo, I'm going to bring the full band. And he was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, just make sure they have all the equipment there. And he's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's all about that. Yeah. I'm sure you could have been like, yo, we want to fly in on a vanilla wafer hoverboard. He's like, <laughs> okay, give me two days. <laughs> I'll figure that out. Right. <laughs> Call someone in Silicon Valley. I'm sure they can <laughs> yeah. figure that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, the, how about so? How about you, Brad? How oh, how do you know that? How yeah. do you know Derek? <laughs> Derek, this is, is this is this is the I can't wait yeah, to hear this story. This Derek produced a movie, the uh, cult holiday classic, oh, God. Hercules Saves Christmas. <laughs> That's who's in charge of that. Yes, that guy. I need to shake uh, that man's hand. Oh, I finally just got it. Yes, That's Hercules. That's like the Hercules. Yeah, not Hercules as in the god or the the really strong dude. Hercules is the name of a pit bull. Uh, owned by a guy named Shorty, who was the little person from the TV show Pit Boss on Animal Planet, and they made a Christmas movie called Hercules Saves Christmas. Uh, they they ran it a couple times on Animal Planet. You can get the Blu-ray now on Amazon. Oh, I've, Jesus, it is. I'm not gonna lie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. You know seen. what though? But because of that probably one of the best movies. Well, oh, I've seen it. That, yeah, that is awesome. this guy's entire mo. He's a huge fan of Edward Jr. <laughs> His first movie uh, was called Ice Scream yes. in 1988 yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, this guy. This, the guy who made this and one? And he won yes. a, ra- a, a, a Razzie award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he was stoked. He was like, yes! I won an award. Yeah. He made, well, no, he yeah. was like, I won the Razzie award. Oh. He's a big fan of Edward Jr. I think he sought to make a terrible movie. Yes. Ice Scream might be one of the greatest titles I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, so he makes bad movies on purpose. Right, so he, he cast it. you in that and he... Yes, because he said, like, well, if I want a bad movie... Let's get Brad Williams. <laughs> and I, said, I don't know I, if he said those words exactly, but that's said, what he meant. And I said, I got it. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I play in... What was your line from that film again? Oh, or lines, uh, you had um, plural. Uh, there's something about a control panel. I don't know. Like, if, get, someone, like if someone were to ago. recognize you from the film and be like, oh, my God, it's blah, 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 and they wanted to, like, say the thing. Like, what uh, would be one of your... Uh, all I know is I had a big crush on Elf Tanya, and Elf Tanya could make me do anything. So she was like, "You got to get the you you, you got to get the computer keypad." I'd be like, "Okay, Elftonia, I'll do that." I was like, I was like the Lenny, like yeah. of mice and men, yeah. Lenny, like kind of like the I'm four foot four, so that's a big dwarf. So I, so I was like the big dumb dwarf. <laughs> that was me. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, so he gets you two together, and he's just on top of the world. He's like, I've got the star of my movie. I've got my favorite band, and now, and and now, and the and the woman who I jerked off to most in the eighties. <laughs> so he's like, this is like the best Nyquil dream you could pay for. Yeah, uh, pretty much. And so then the night goes like what? I mean, is there? Because Brad told me some of the. It was a cacophony of stuff. <laughs> yeah. There was a match game. There was a roast hosted by a drunk dude who. Was a dude, some, some <laughs> Who was soap opera, dude? some soap opera actor oh, soap opera star. Okay. from the eighties, and he was just hammered. That's the best. And he's playing the match game, and everyone he, in the audience. He, he opened up the match game by like a fifteen-minute speech about ADR and looping. <laughs> I mean, right, <laughs> right. And and, and 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 he's like looking at everyone like you know what you do when you. Do an ADR session, right? So he would run out of steam he's like, on he's his like, story and just say, "You know what?" He it was is. like, yeah. "Who here knows the difference between ADR and looping? You know the difference, <laughs> don't you? You know what's the difference? <laughs> you know the, the way you classically open up speeches, yeah? Because everyone obviously no real knows information. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I actually don't even know the difference. I'm just gonna, <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is just awesome. So then, so then he does a little thing, and then the roast was what on. The guy who put the yeah. whose party was yeah yeah and Brad was literally the only person who prepared a roast yeah so it was five other people just yep. also drunk and talking about nothing and just yep. making personal jabs right well no like what what was her name with the big cans okay hold on I still have my jokes there was a there was a, a <laughs> there was a, a chick there Lacey Wild yes there you go with cans like the size of like me. <laughs> yeah, Brad talked about. We talked about, by the way, that there, this brings up the point that there can be tits that are too big, and they were definitely too big. They, were too, they, were, yeah. they would be like the type where you're like, they needed their own zip code. Look, there are children <laughs> drowning in the ocean. You need to go save them. Like, get away from me with those. Right. Yeah. I think. I think one. I think one of my jokes was, uh, Lacey Wilde, your tits look like they're starring in an episode of I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> wow how'd yeah. that go over uh, well <laughs> Surpri- surprisingly and she ran out at one point and what did you say at oh. the beginning <laughs> she Hold told on. me I'll but she was she was part of the roast like one of the the, the presenter i got what do we what do you call a roaster yeah. yeah so she was a roaster the, the dais, and she know. told a story about being picked up by the airport and shorty farting in the limo like that was her roast yeah, so, yeah. yeah. See, it, that was pretty much the reaction of the, <laughs> of the crowd. Your silence and confused times look that. times like 180. And, and Shorty, you farted. You said you didn't fart, but I know you farted, and it was bad. Like, oh, like you guys know farts smell bad. <laughs> and, you're yeah. just, and we're just in the audience, like, oh my god. And so then, and, and there's just and the laughter's kind of. Meanwhile, like, she's got the microphone stashed between her two freaking, oh, you know, tetas. <laughs> I swear, she stuck it in there. Yeah. By the way, by the way, it's apparent that the Disney clean jargon has rubbed off on you with cans and titas. <laughs> Your two first calls on on tits. I love it. No, I mean, I, I love it. What do you want to call them? Bulgarian muscle fucks? I mean, what? <laughs> Bulgarian muscle. That's um, amazing. I think that sounds like Derek's next movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. Well, starring Lacey uh, in BMF. BMF. And she's the limo driver. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so th- 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 this whole thing. All right, so you're watching this, by the way, thinking, like, I'm, I'm going to have to 
clean up this whole because you're the headliner, right? You're going on. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like the band. I'm like, thank right. God I'm not part of the roast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then she's bombing, and then how many non comedians go before Brad Five. has to come? All right, that's a lot. The first guy was all right. Yes, he was an all right. He was like a like a local stand up comedian, that's right. right? Yes, yes. And so he was like like a soft opening yeah, yeah. <laughs> had some structure <laughs> yeah, yeah some structure like there, some roast in there there was a setup and a punch cool you right. kind of knew when it's like okay i should laugh now like oh. you kind of knew that but everyone else was just talking about uh dwarves farting in limos which uh was the sequel to eat pray love <laughs> but it, it was yeah. there was someone else that got even like cut off i i think i've like erased it from my memory yeah there was <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the worst roast but then brad came in there and slayed it and then all, all i know is my band and i were sitting together and we we're like we got a party with that dude. <laughs> and now here I am. Yes, and now <laughs> you're doing a podcast. Dude, this is amazing. Flash yeah. forward. Best of moment number 35. This dude might be one of the most heralded men in comedy. Uh, he's friends with Mel Brooks, Larry David, Seinfeld, Bob Newhart, uh, uh, Don Rickles. They all hang out together on Sundays. He's a legend of comedy. He directs a lot of the Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. Uh, which, of course, is uh, makes him an immediate hero of mine. And uh, he was kind enough to uh, let us come to his place in Hollywood and be on the podcast. Go back and listen to this episode if you have a chance, if you're a fan of comedy. He's one of the greats, and he's here right now. David Steinberg. But I was interested in stand-up. I had seen Lenny Bruce. And the thing about Lenny Bruce that is surprising, uh, having seen him live... Is that he was he he was a good looking guy and very dapper, very dressed, yeah, and sort of a not a suit but whatever hipster beatnik thing was around mm-hmm. at the time, and he was not an aggressive attack on the audience at all. He made it a conversation. He mm-hmm. was just talking to you and giving you the images and improvising off of them in the sort of stream of consciousness style. And, uh, and then he, he, because he started out as a, um, a schlock comedian. He right. was just a, not schlock, but by the numbers comedian. He was on an amateur show and even won something there. Take but my wife, time, please, kind of, yeah. kind of like Catskill style it's, comic. Yeah, that's what everyone was doing. Yeah, well, and, and, yeah, before guys like Bruce, Carlin, Pryor, like, people were just doing, like, you, you could interchange the names and the act wouldn't, Differ. Well, it well, would just kind of be the same thing. Well, Bruce created those other people. You, gotcha. they, they would not be there. Carlin, mm-hmm. George, there is, you know, uh, they're, they're all great. They are, yes, they're all totally original. It's a thumbprint that you mm-hmm. have, and you're all different than somebody else. Yeah, right. But Lenny Bruce broke the pattern in a way that no one had ever broken it. He talked. He didn't care if the audience was offended because he wasn't trying to offend anybody. He was just giving you his point of view. Sure. He played, he opened for jazz musicians, so he had a certain rhythm going like that. Mm-hmm. And he had the ability to do impressions and, and everything that you could ask for. And in fact, uh, you know, the uh, Mayor Daly was after him because he was anti-Catholic in some way just because he was Jewish. <laughs> And, and he wasn't. He was just going on religion all the time. And uh, and they stopped the show at the Gate of Horn, which had never been done before. The police just stopped him. It wasn't like he said fuck a lot or yeah. words. It was concepts. Yeah. And he was dealing with the Irish uh, police force, force yeah. and the Catholic sort of society that existed. Just, you know, un- uncovering it. They... 
they said you can't do the show they broke up the show they just stopped the show wow. I was just there a week before seeing a version of that and he always changed his act and he improvised anyway they then stopped him so he went to court with a lawyer that was a lawyer for Second City I was just starting Second City I think his name was Sam Freeberg something like that comedy lawyer yeah that, comedy that, lawyer. that, that yeah. sounds Coming this fall to ABC, Comedy Lawyer. <laughs> yeah, but you remember at that time, comedy was something that if you if you were a comedian, you mm-hmm. know, and you your girlfriend brought you home, the parents were embarrassed. Oh, uh-huh. wow. yeah. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, and yeah. and one thing that uh, when in doing my research and reading all these old comedy books, that uh, something that we don't have to struggle with is that now there's comedy clubs. Yes. Back then, there was just a club that wasn't necessarily designed for comedy wasn't necessarily no. designed for but it, there, there, there was music one night there was comedy another night there was poetry another night there was yeah there are very few clubs yeah. in the 60s where there was comedy every, every night best of moment number 36 from her stories working as a waitress at the comedy store touring with andrew dice clay and professional women's wrestling uh this gal is one of the funniest i've ever seen on stage her crowd work rivals anyone she's a beast uh, if you can see her live please do it's the one and only Eleanor Kerrigan. How was it seeing Robin? Oh, it was cool. He was. Oh, what I love about Robin, he always would remember your name and always remember. Oh, how was how's Mitzi Eleanor? You right, know, like he right, always right. remembered your name. He always remembered what you did, where you were from. Like, Sometimes just, you meet people like that, and you're like, yeah, there's a reason why you're a superstar. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, Louis Anderson's like that too. Mm-hmm. Always the nice. Huh? Always. Yeah. He's. What? He's my favorite. Eleanor, he's, you give me a drink, please. Yeah. <laughs> And so any like all those guys, they would just show up the house. But my favorite, uh, oh God, <laughs> have you heard Jeff Richards do him? <laughs> yes, I can't get enough. And I'm, one doing, night, I'm doing an impression of Jeff doing. Yeah, pretty much, sure. right? Yeah. yeah. One night he was in the back and he was pretending to be Louis, and then he fell out of the chair. <laughs> oh, my God. and the audience was like, <gasps> like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good like, impression then. And then he just, you know, he just keeps going I, and he got out. And he why do they out. make these chairs out of? Jeff Richards might be one Cedar. of the greatest impressions I'm of all time. With him. I think I know. He does an impression of my boyfriend on stage. I'm so embarrassed. No At shit. this point, I'm like, my boyfriend thinks he's a superstar, and I'm like, no, I, I'm now seeing what I'm dating. Uh, In Jeff Richards. And I'm thinking maybe I should rethink this. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, so, Robin, and when he was on stage and stuff, would you, I mean, this was, you said 93? Yeah, Robin uh, got a lot of his, uh, like, with all this joke stealing thing going around, yeah, he, uh, he pay- used to steal jokes from uh, a, a terrific comic named Steve Pearl. But he made it up to him later on when he started making money. In yeah. fact, he, he yeah he booked Steve a, for a lot of stuff. Yeah, he has a radio show up in San Francisco mm-hmm. because of that. And Steve Pearl, probably one of the most brilliant minds I've ever seen. But I, no I've, one knows. I've seen him perform multiple times, yeah. and the the, 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 fir- the first time I saw him was at the Throckmorton Theater, wow. uh, up there in the Bay Area, and I saw him, and I was like. Who the fuck is this? His guy? mind goes. It's I've insane. never seen it. He's so good. And 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 for those uh, and for those who don't know the stories, I mean, comics know the stories. But yeah, Robin would but take stuff. He, but at the same time, if any comic came up to him and said, "Hey, you took my joke," Robin would immediately just cut him a check and say, "Or yeah, Here or you go. I mean, or in the get, beginning, it was like a little bit frustrating mm-hmm. for Steve. But at the same time, he didn't. Steve wasn't making it in the business part of it. Robin was, and then yeah. when, once Robin got into where he was, he started helping. And yeah. yeah, 
and and like acknowledging yeah. right, what yeah, was happening. Exactly. But it doesn't make him any less of a comic Robin because he was still quick. Oh, yeah, he exactly. still had what it. T- he just there right. were certain jokes that Steve Pearl, honest to God, one of the most brilliant. Mm-hmm. And there's only like one other person that I'm I'm so thrilled that you know him. Absolutely. Because me and uh, do you know Jeff Chetty, the manager from Burlstein Gray? I don't. No. Great guy. Okay. But he managed a lot of comics, and so he used to come in and he would sneak in the back and watch Steve Pearl, but nobody knew what to do with him but yeah. we were obsessed with him yeah it, it, but they didn't know always, how to book him because right. yeah there's so many comics there's like so that many. out there that are just like so good you're like but what well, how do, do we, we do with you <laughs> but like, to how... this day we do his jokes on the phone oh i bet what uh, and robin would like pay some people too right that's what i heard that uh he would... that part i don't i just okay. remember steve yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. like because i was so close to him right. and waiting tables every night and feeling terrible that here he is making 15 dollars a set right and <laughs> Yeah. killing it how was but, the, how was the store in, in your eyes like um changed for better or for worse since all that i mean obviously it's probably a completely different oh, it's, it's gone through completely different. like I mean, any I business gotta, it goes through big yeah. changes right and but, it, it, i remember it being like so dead 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 like where i had because i used the to late 90s was that um late 90s early yeah. 2000 yeah because yeah. i quit 2005 okay and um I started in 93. Mm-hmm. So it, there was like lull time. So I was like, shit, I got to find another job. Yeah. And then Mitzi was like, you can't. So that's why she <laughs> would hire me. I was like, wait. Because she would fire waitresses left and right. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't piss her off because I, did, I just, if she had, she had a lot of rules, a yeah. lot of rules. And the waitresses just constantly were like, well, screw her. And then she would right. just fire them. And I'm like, but it's her place. So I right. just... So she's allowed yeah. to the rules. If she says, don't if... hang out on your night off, then don't hang out on your night yeah. off. Yeah. That's well, what it is. If you want to change you know? the rules, you start your own comedy club and then... Right. So she would fire... I mean, want. sometimes she would fire people for crazy shit, like, the, like right around the beginning of me starting there. Mm-hmm. She fired waitresses for eating carnies because it smelled so bad. So... <laughs> No that way. wasn't that wasn't fun. And then How do you explain that to your family? She banned carnies from the Eat a club. hot dog on your own time. <laughs> Bring in a Hebrew stink. national hot dog, you fucking piece of shit. It did stink in her defense. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you couldn't so get that funny. smell out. Yeah, it's a protruding I chili. Would oh. never bring food to work. Like I, I mean, these girls must have come from other jobs. I, yeah. they weren't deadbeats like me who was sleeping all day and <laughs> right. then went to work at eight o'clock at night, seven o'clock. Oh, so yeah, they, they, they were must have been in between jobs. But she fired them all, and, and I remember being like well we have a full room and what are we gonna do and yeah. she's like figure it out like, <laughs> Holy shit. like 700 customers i think i was like just i felt like a machine wow. but then it became a so i remember doing the schedule and putting on like one girl two girls three girls you know it was so for, dead for a pack yeah it wow. was nothing oh for no sorry, there for was nothing. no cause yeah. the business just yeah. Nobody was coming out to see comics. And if, no. But yet we were still developing some of the grace. There was Sebastian coming up. You know what I mean? There yeah. Was these- I, it's, so you, you probably look at uh, Young Comics now and you're like, oh, you're spoiled. Look at you with your packed audiences yeah. and yeah. fun well, with vibes. with the bringer shows. The I bringer mean, they shows. really work hard. There's a lot of great promoters out there that, that mm-hmm. they, they want to put on a great show too, which I yeah. love. They're not just throwing shit up. Oh, I, that's how and I. They're really developing yeah. young. That's how I came up. Is any sort of Vargas? Oh yeah, Kathy. I love Kathy and yeah. Vargas are wonderful. That's probably when I first met you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, you always did well. I don't remember them throwing things at you. 
I remember the Folgers song. Oh my god, that was my go-to. Yeah. Folgers in, and, yeah, I, and I'd be like, "Motherfucker, yeah. it's stuck in my head all night." You know, so, Kill you know, that fucking comment. You know what's so funny? You know, and everybody would say that, and it was like, but I think a compliment. And then they were like, "Oh, I love that Folgers joke." And then I remember I stopped doing it because I think it was three years in, and that was just a go-to in any short set I did. They were all short, and I did the last comic standing audition. You know, three years in, and mm. because hey, I was three years in, so oh, I felt sure. like I had, yeah. figured you had wings. Out. Yeah. You had wings. <laughs> yeah, I was on a main room bringer show that Chris Rock popped in on, and Hello. I posted on Facebook that night, open for Chris Rock. There you go. God, there you thank go. God I had Bobby Lee and others to be like, hey man, take that down. Yeah, you're Please. crazy. And I was like, that's oh, very nice that yeah. they did that. Thank for God. You. I hate when people do that. It's it the worst. Me crazy. I see that so much now, and I'm like, God, I I want to like. I want you to figure it out, but also, like, I mean, having somebody. But it is smart that somebody mm-hmm. told you. A thousand don't percent, because I immediately yeah. was able to step back and Otherwise, see Otherwise, you that. don't know. Um, but Especially I, somebody as shitty as Bobby Lee. No, <laughs> Especially somebody <laughs> with such a giant penis like Bobby Lee. Uh, I've seen his penis more than I've seen my own penis. We all have. Yes, yeah. I can draw it from memory. <laughs> it's a very small picture. Best of moment number 37. This dude I went to college with. Um... <laughs> His father, Henry Winkler, the Fonz, uh, famously asked me to uh, safely deliver his laundry when Max was gone. He said, please don't shit uh, on the clothes. Don't do any weird frat stuff. Uh, a hilarious moment. I got to know Max. He's now become a big-time director and uh, and was kind enough to come do the podcast and crushed it. He felt a little out of his element, but couldn't have had better stories and better conversation skills. So enjoy it. Here he is, my buddy, Max Winkler. Going back to... Uh, you. Going back to you being a bad kid, uh, I read a I read some interview you gave that you and Jonah Hill used to get kicked out of bar, uh, bar mitzvahs together. Yeah, we were bad boys together. <laughs> what? How do you get kicked out of a bar mitzvah? And now we're literally just the least fun. <laughs> uh, so do you reminisce about we, these uh, bad bar mitzvah days? Yeah, I mean we, you know, we we just it was a tr- it was a troubling. I mean, was, do you like knock over an ice sculpture? Like no, like, we never would hurt. Out? We would never hurt people. We yeah. were we were never bullies. Mm-hmm. We were just like we just like to like burn shit, <laughs> smoke weed. Yeah, I did a lot of that. I mean, that was a huge part of my high school experience. Yeah, um, we would smoke weed, and um, one of the great things about my mom is that she frosted her mugs. Does that sound weird? I love that. Are you okay. kidding me? That didn't sound sexual, did it? No. Okay. <laughs> you gave me a weird look. That was just a, oh man, had, a th- had my third date with Angela, and guess what? She frosts her mugs. <laughs> what? She frosted, my, she frosted the mugs in the, in the home. Put root beer in them. And we, no, we put Diet Coke. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> and we would, eat, we would eat bagel bites and watch like freaks and geeks and larry sanders show and stuff like that and be so high and um eat bagel bites and frosty diet coke that's amazing yeah and Un- uncool the sae guys weren't doing that like the <laughs> no they no they were mainlining heroin but you know you, they were you, watching the sorrow and the pity and <laughs> high-fiving what their grandparents did uh did you get to go to some pretty epic bar mitzvahs because i've been to a few la ones from um you know, like not every Jewish family comes from uh, wealth, but the ones that there are some special event bar mitzvahs that you, like, you can say that every Jewish family comes from wealth. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I'm just kidding. They uh, there's a lot, especially in LA. I've yeah. been to some that were like so. I'm curious, like living out here and probably knowing a lot of Jews yes. and going to a lot of bar mitzvahs. You probably went to some pretty. There was a legend um, named Eric Kasdan. 
and he was the first to do everything. He was just a, a god. He could dance. He first could, to dunk, first to finger a chick. Everything. Yeah. He was a <laughs> First god. to dunk and finger a chick he at the had same time. A, he actually was very short and not a great basketball player, mm. but fingered everyone. <laughs> everyone. So you were half right. And his bar mitzvah, uh, he... Uh, the, the the equation of whether equation, if you had a good bar mitzvah or not, was if you could get these DJs to come. Their names were Kaz. This guy's name was Kaz. And he had a guy named Tex and a guy named Too Sweet. And they would dance. And they'd do choreographed dances. And oh. they were the most, they, they were gorgeous men and beautiful <laughs> girls, like the fly girls from. Uh, in Living Color. And. Eric Kasdan, I remember his, I don't remember where it was, but I remember he was dating this beautiful girl named Katrina Sarkeesian, and they were fingering each other way before, <laughs> way before anybody. Way before it was way trendy. Way before anything. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, he legendarily, like, was having sex before he There was always one. <laughs> I swear to God. Before he like, even knew what that was. Full sex. And he came out, he had a choreographed dance with them. I forgot what song it was to. Maybe No Diggity, because that was big. Yep. And he came out from the floor. He what? levitated from the floor with a white rose in his mouth, gave it to Katrina, and did a full choreographed dance incredibly well. I think he's actually literally a boxing promoter in Israel right now. <laughs> he was a legend. And he had a train at his house. What? Yeah. Like uh, at Disneyland, like... Kind of, like... Like it, it went through a tunnel. I remember. Holy shit! And that what is this kid. We died. You know, and they had you know that that station where you could put your hand in wax. That yeah, was very big. There was a surfboard that tried to kick you off. That was really big. Um, what do you remember? What do you remember thinking when he does this? Are you like, dude, you're ruining wanna, it for the rest of us? No, or I want to be you. I want to be him. <laughs> I want to get. I want to get fingered like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the debut of the name of your next album? Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be him. I I. Uh, I couldn't believe how cool he was. I, I'm not a very good dancer. He was so good at dancing. Like this looked like, this looked like he practiced year, this. Oh my! Oh weeks. Now, 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 now all for the girl. This is something as a uh, as a gentile. I'm not sure I understand so much. But yeah. was it like when you guys would have these bar mitzvahs? Was it very competitive with each other? Like it was a game of like, can you top this? And like, so so some guy would have an ice sculpture, and it's like, oh yeah, I got dolphins or maybe so, with something the, maybe like that. with the mothers. I, For I, sure, the mothers. There's like a party competition element. Right. I was never. I, I never was so so engaged. I was having a hard enough time. Um, with just actually getting with the Hebrew. through Hebrew school, yeah, it's yeah. very hard for me. Yeah, the via hafta, dude, that took me I a while. I literally don't even know what that means. Yeah, neither do I. But I know it's something I read, and I remember my rabbi patting me, uh, patting me on the shoulder when I finished it. Right. <laughs> I remember he whispered in my ear, "I didn't think you were going to make it through." Really? That like, no, seems like an <laughs> what was thing your to rabbi's say. name? Uh, rabbi Hirsch. Hmm. Short. He looked like the. Um, you know the guy in the Simpsons, the the short little guy with the glasses, who's like, "Hey, fang, hey, Mole man. Is that his name? Yes. Moment in the morning. Yeah. He looked like that guy. <laughs> rabbi Hirsch. I, we, I had a really, you know, very legendary rabbi named Rabbi Rothblum. Wait a minute. Is that like the rock and roll guy that I've heard of? No. no. Well, I don't know. There's a rabbi I heard of that's in like um, in Brentwood that... Uh, well, he was in LA. His name is Moshe Rothblum, and he was like a very serious man. He was like a real, like, venerated god. Yeah. And uh, I actually, like, thought he was wise. Like, I, I liked what he had to say, even though I, I didn't connect so much to the religion always. Right. You consider yourself very uh, religious now? Uh, I just had my second bris, so I would say yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> second bris, that's dedication. Yeah. Um, some people, yeah, some people uh, renew their vows. 
What a bad joke. You get a reclip. No, that's um, I didn't even get what it was. It wasn't even thought out. Um, I don't. I don't know if I do or not. I think I like family. I mean, you go to high holidays. The family. Sometimes the it makes family. my dad happy, so yeah. I'll go with him. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad really gets into it. He goes crazy at those things. He loves them. Oh yeah, he just. What's his favorite holiday? Uh, he loves. Well, he's very social, and those high holiday services yeah. are like, it's like summer camp, you know, all over again. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And to see Henry Winkler at your high holidays is a very big it's a, deal. It's a big deal. People yeah. lose their mind. That's yeah. his, that's like, you know, One Direction. I mean, that's his, <laughs> that's his demographic. For sure. That, yeah, that's, they, they love it. And, and, you, and you actually had to, you, or you, not, you got to uh, direct him in a short in film. In a short film, yeah. Yeah, him and uh, Jeffrey Tambor, right? Yeah. Is that, like, is that intimidating when you're directing your dad? No. No, he's so unintimidating. Like, mm-hmm. like, like Adam is saying, it would be impossible for him to intimidate anyone. Mm-hmm. He is. It was literally like having the Easter Bunny for a father. <laughs> it was, well, you used to tell me he used to videotape the rain. Yeah, he would videotape the rain. He gave the dogs middle names. Like he, <laughs> he's a true maniac. <laughs> and so, just, yeah. so no, not intimidating. Also, you grew up with him as dad and not. Yeah, but I mean, are you aware ever at like, um, you know, his stature and um, uh, you know uh, reputation and all that? Totally, and and I respect it, and I and I am, you know, totally proud of what he's done, and it's crazy. But mm-hmm. it, it, when you know him as a person, that's what is the true sign that he's such a great actor is how unlike that particular character he actually sure. is. Best of moment number 38. This dude needs no introduction, but uh, I'll just tell you, he co-created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's Kevin Eastman. And excuse me if this is common knowledge and I'm just being ignorant, but like, who were the villains in the first one? Like, was Shredder in the first? Yep. So Shredder was in the first issue. Yeah, actually, is a, you love this. The origin story of Shredder. When we started working on the, uh, you know, putting together the origin story of the Turtles, all right, here's a rat that just happened to be in the sewer that these turtles fell into with this uh, canister of ooze and they all get exposed to it. All right, who's going to be the bad guy? And um, literally, um, uh, Pete's wife is a great cook. She'd cook dinner and then Pete would, Pete and I would do the dishes. So he's washing the dishes and I'm drying. And you know those uh, rectangular cheese graters, those yeah, metal things? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like drying this cheese grater. I got my hand up inside it and I was like, man, could you imagine a bad guy with this on his arms? He would like literally grate your skin off we could call yeah. him like the grater or something and Pete no. goes that's stupid how about the shredder and we went yeah by the so, way the I, love, I love that that's how it, I mean that's incredible but when you first started that story you were like Pete's wife and I was like oh shredder's based on Pete's, Pete's wife, wife. <laughs> <laughs> that she is I hope he does. <laughs> that is her she name. was evil her <laughs> name was actually uh, Yamato Yoshi and, uh, that's it but that's, I mean, like, that's thank incredible. god it was something Threatening, like a cheat, like something actually sharp. Because, like, if, if you had held up a wooden spoon, I know that it was like Spoon Man. Spoon yeah. Man. We 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 can call him the Spooner. He just <laughs> he hugs you to death. He wants to cuddle and have a serious relationship. <laughs> the Salad Shooter. <laughs> I mean, well, that was my gay porn name. <laughs> Best of moment number 39, I met this dude filming the intro to Brent Morin's Netflix special, and then we kicked it in Hawaii on Adam Devine's house party. He's a comedy juggernaut, man. He's going to be a huge star. Uh, everyone knows it when they meet him, and uh, and he was so funny on the podcast. Go back and listen to his episode. It's so fucking funny. Here he is, Leonard Oots. But behind that lion is your trophy. 
Who who who's not gonna go through that door? I'm going through the door every time. Yeah, <laughs> with with nothing in my hands, I'm yeah. going through the, and I'm gonna fight my way to that trophy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you wow. know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, really that's, like trophies. Right. <laughs> 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 so, Don't just take my third place basketball right. comedy record trophy. It's a trophy me. bowl and it's got hamburger helper. <laughs> well, you, you didn't mention there's hamburger helper. Yeah, Fuck yeah. that lion. Yeah, I'm gonna take it out. Some good hamburger helper in the best, right? I like to go to restaurants and ask for hamburger helper. Knowing they don't got it. You ever just ask me? You ever ask me? I had a lady ask me, well, what can I get you? I said, honey mustard. I'll take honey mustard to drink. Oh, yeah. And she was like, well, do, what, do you want gravy to? Like, fuck you. I don't want no goddamn gravy. <laughs> I used to do that all the time, but with like uh, blizzards, like Dairy Queen blizzards. I'd just, just be a, like making a, shit up. I'd just be yeah. like, uh, I don't know, like a, like a uh, TGI Friday. You got Oreo cookie blizzards? Like, <laughs> fuck what? <laughs> you got a uh, 30 at night. You got like, a McRib? <laughs> you got a McRib. I know they hide them in TGI Friday. Like, we don't make those. We'll be and crazy. waffle fries. <laughs> Do you have a, a go-to road snack? What is your uh, my like when you came out here? Did, did people say, "Hey, L.A., you got to get"? I had Roscoe's today. <sighs> wow. Today, Damn. I mean, now not to sound racist, which means I'm going to say something racist. <laughs> Very racist. Uh, <laughs> but going to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles is that like like your first time there as like as a what black was my guy? Second time. First okay. time I went. What would that be like? Well, like, I, like for, for for me, if they made like Skittles the restaurant. <laughs> Like that would be where I would have to go. Or if you could learn how to make mayonnaise, <laughs> like if you could go churn your own mayonnaise, that would. I like that you made it a white thing yeah. and not a dwarf thing. Yeah. Respect, yeah, much respect. But, but still but- churning, that feels like a dwarf activity. <laughs> <laughs> so the so there was still with his hands, yeah, <laughs> just way above his head, yeah, Dude, or none. <laughs> I'm thinking he have a, a, a side hand. Dance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The side wheel. Yeah. <laughs> he come back, his arms just swollen. Oh so, yeah. So like, but like go, but like go. Right Look, but now it's but like, but like, go, like, no, no. I'm going. I'm going when back somebody to ain't got a good comment. joke, when somebody don't got a good joke, they always try to say no. Nah, but yeah, but you see, uh, Sarah Palin said that she can see the moon from her home, and so she can be an astronaut. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Perfect. Like, was that was, was that like a, a cathartic experience or like? No, nah, it was cool. Walk in? Uh, well, be, but also I'm is forgetting. Ra- is that racist? Is it a cathartic experience? <laughs> was it good to be at home with your people and your food? You, did you see the nooses hanging? <laughs> did you try one on? Did you see just how did the rope taste? Just, or did you just as a tourist? Did you bring your own hot sauce? <laughs> is that a, is that a black thing? Bringing your own hot sauce? <laughs> Beyonce yes. sang about it. She oh, says right. she says she carries hot sauce but in her a, bag. That's and a Beyonce then, thing. I didn't. I went to a place out here. Uh, they don't even serve ketchup with their like. It's I forgot the name of the place, mm-hmm. but it's like some fancy foo foo burger spot. Burger spot, right? Ugh. And and they they make the burger a certain kind of way. You can't t- have them not put stuff on. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you it's are? 2016. Yeah, I'm it's like, burger. how you gonna force this fucking mushroom <laughs> sauce down my throat? <laughs> How you gonna tell me I'm paying I'm paying twelve dollars for a burger? You gonna tell me I gotta have lettuce on it? Yeah. Well, it, I, I I remember there was a story on like TMZ like four or five months ago where they were getting on Nicki Minaj for going into a steakhouse with a one steak sauce, uh, saying like that's insulting. I don't know why they served him. Like, listen, you buy the thing, right? You can do whatever you want to it, right? You can fuck that steak if you wanted to. Like, if I buy, who if gives I, a shit? If I go to TGI Fridays yeah. and buy a steak, and I tell you don't cook it, just bring it out here and wrap it up, wrap that motherfucker up, and bring it to me. <laughs> yeah, you paid for it. Yeah, that's when I started. At we I, we used to do plays, mm-hmm. and I remember one year. I, I'm starting to start to think this was kind of racially uh, provo- provoked. Um, we did the Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. and there, I, I auditioned for the Tin Man. Mm-hmm. And I fucking crushed my audition, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
fucking it destroyed my like 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 damn it got a uh, standing ovation. You, it's on your reel, isn't it? The footage from it, that. It place. is. Yeah. It is. It actually is. And I thank you. I'm glad you know. Yeah. That. Um, <laughs> I didn't get Tin Man. I didn't get the Lion. Oh, I didn't even me. get the fucking Witch. Don't tell me. I got Toto. <laughs> I got Toto. Toto talked in this fucking place. How do you get it? was a church play. Toto! What you is- got a black person playing Toto in a church play, and I'm what running. The and like fuck? one of the opening scene, I'm running down, and I, I'm dressed as a fucking dog, and <laughs> I got fucking shit. face paint, and dude. <laughs> and I'm you- talking like Scooby. Dora. 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 That crazy. <laughs> Wait, what was Dorothy changed? Dorothy, right? Yeah. I said Dora. Dorothy. See, mate, well, maybe that's why, because you didn't know the main character's name. You see, it. holy shit, dude! I played Toto. I, that was all right. Toto. I was in the Wizard of Oz. What, not the not the actual movie. I, I wasn't much. Can fuck off. Uh, no. it, it was it was a, like a school production, and we didn't have a, the part no. of Toto. Like to, like well, Toto was played by a stuffed animal. Right. Ours was actually a real dog. I played oh, the yeah? Cowardly Lion in my uh, school's production. And we Why just, do you always get the best parts? <clears throat> I mean, if I was the king. Oh, the forest. Oh, oh, the forest. oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you got to do that accent. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean. If wait. I only had a hug. Wow, so we've all done the play with Revise. <laughs> you, or brain. You were the what lion. What I need? Uh, need pussy? What do you need? Courage. Courage, there you go. And pussy. Courage. Right. <laughs> Courage. Courage. Courage to get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Uh, yeah, so you were the lion. Uh, you were Toto, and I was the wizard. So there you well, go. We should re- you were the wizard. Could you imagine showing up to that fucking play? Nope. <laughs> but I'm trying to. Well, because the best part is if is if you remember when you first see the wizard, he's behind the curtain, right? And they're like, they're like don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Best reveal so ever. No one knew it was me. <laughs> then all of a sudden, then they got a like, real wizard. They're like, <laughs> the curtain just comes back. I haven't been seen all show, and all of a sudden, there's whoa, whoa, there's a midget wizard. Whoa. Somebody was probably high, like what? The fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody tried to hit bigger. Somebody tried to hit Paul. So like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you guys just can't sneak a midget wizard up Man, on us. It's amazing. <laughs> what? Uh, what was your What was your favorite part about um, uh, about House Party? And what uh, What are you uh, most pumped for people to see when it airs? Uh, and you got the creator of the show. Yeah, right? Adam <laughs> leans in closer. My favorite, like, my favorite don't part, talk shit, dude. I'm like, I hope my, we didn't cut that joke. <laughs> My favorite part had to be the breakfasts. Remember those breakfasts? Come on, Ooh, man. I wake up every morning. No, nah, my flight back was probably the best part, leaving. Didn't you? And you went straight to New York, right? <laughs> no, I had a connecting flight. <laughs> he looks at him like he booked it. <laughs> Adam Devine booked me through Omaha. Man, had you, ever, had you ever been to Hawaii? Yeah, I've been to Hawaii. Okay. God damn, yes, I've been to Hawaii. I told you earlier I've been to Hawaii, Adam. When? You don't even listen to me. <laughs> Wait, you got your nice little blue shirt on. Came from a Louisville slugger. Yeah, you came. Yeah, hey, my memory's a little tainted, everything. man. Yeah. No, no, no. I remember. I told you, my dad was in the military. We lived in Japan. That's, that's right. We, Japan's like what six hours away from there. It's For close. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we flew through Japan, through Hawaii to come back when we moved back. Uh, how many times did you run the set that you did for House Party? Uh, since I've been doing comedy, I've been doing those okay. jokes. Okay. Uh, so. And was there a lot of thought that went into picking that set, or no, this was, was your was, what second or third TV set, right? Gotham BET BET Gotham twice I did Gotham twice Alright well 
you know, I did uh, Cypher Science has a show. I did that. I that was actually my okay, dude. So <laughs> for comedy, it. you're popular. <laughs> nah, we get nah, it. It was my first. Adam Devine was late to the game. Uh, we get it. And I, I kept tweeting him, and I kept saying, uh, "Look, you need me for this." Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. It was uh, nah, It was my first major TV credit, man. And it was, dude. The energy that you come out to. First off, I didn't know I was gonna fit through them doors. <laughs> <laughs> we were also worried about. Yeah. That. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the only one where it's like they let it loose and they cut and I'm just walking out. <laughs> I thought that's what you had to go around. And if you, if you notice, I sort of slid through. I put my left shoulder through first. You did do first. like a cool kinda, side hey, swaggery. It's like, yeah. no, he, he wasn't being cool. That was out of necessity. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, left titty first. <laughs> You right. tried to do like a Kramer from Seinfeld move where you just kind of like slide yeah. in real yeah, quick. I didn't see that episode. But back to what I'm saying. Dude, that, I mean, that show was just it yeah. was just fun. It was just the energy was so amazing. Um, well, that's to me why um, you know House Party is when Adam took the traditional stand-up showcase show and turned it into that. Why it's not only you're getting you know that there's a show there and comics get to act and showcase that aspect of your town, but the energy in the tapings is so all those old Gotham shows or any stand-up showcase show is comedy club audience. Through now you're doing roof. it in creating a, a vibe of just like where they're turning these bars party. in New Orleans Man. and, the, and yeah. the, the back of the House Party in L.A. and now this in Hawaii where it's like. It's so conducive for comedy, but so out of the comedy norm. And you can see the, there's lights on the water. You can see like, oh yeah, and it, yeah. like it was, dude. Like it was, it was amazing, man. Thanks again. That shit was. You earned it, baby. Man, that shit was crazy. That shit, the energy, like. Mm-hmm. I feel like my my set on there was amazing. You crushed my set on like I feel like I, I remember everybody when you got off goes man I didn't think Leonard was going to be good that was great that was crazy <laughs> yeah that's what everybody was saying yeah, I didn't no. think he was going to be good <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I was so surprised but very pleased man <laughs> no you crushed you can always tell how you do when not only when people after the show mm-hmm. but like it was like a line people wanted to take pictures people was like no because when this air you're gonna be famous i'm like i don't know yeah. about famous yeah. but it's gonna it's gonna it's, it's gonna it's, do it's, it's gonna, gonna do good. some numbers you know it's what gonna mean? help because it's the highest rated show on coming hey baby hey baby hey baby i hope we keep that because it was the highest rated uh stand-up show that they've ever had before yeah. Uh, so I, I uh, you will this season. I gonna... guarantee you, it'll be the number one show on television Man. after Leonard said <laughs> seven episodes in. Yeah, they saved the best for middle. <laughs> um. Best of moment number forty, and the final best of moment in our 2016 best of episodes. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. What a fucking year! These guests were all tremendous. 2017 is going to be even better. And we're closing it out with a guest who is a writer for At Midnight. I met when I hosted for uh, Greg Giraldo uh, several years back, and this dude was featuring for him. Now headlines on his own. He's a beast. Uh, he wrote, writes for all the roasts, and uh, his story here is, is one of the best you'll ever hear. Probably going to animate it at some point. It's the one and only Jesse Joyce. I, yeah, I've always felt that. Like Chris Rock said something amazing in that. Uh it really, it was like such an eye-opening thing. In that that one thing he did with uh, Seinfeld and uh, talking oh, funny yeah. with Louis him and, and Louis Gervais. and Ricky Gervais, so right. And so the four of them are talking comedy. And Chris Rock said this thing. Oh, it was he was retaliating because Louis was making fun of the fact that Chris Rock restates the premise over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, which you know, he's just do. like, yeah, he's just women like, be shopping. Yeah, he'll say yeah. that same shit over and over and over again. Yeah. Like just beat the fucking premise into people. Mm-hmm. And he says he does that because a lot of times he sees comics that have this great joke. It's just they're not setting up the premise right, so the audience doesn't see it the way they see it. They're not. They're not. They didn't get all the way. Like you've been thinking about it, they haven't. 
So you really need to give them all the information they're going to need to see it the way you see it so that you, so that's why he keeps reminding everybody yeah. of like what we're talking about here, so that when he does the punchline, everyone is exactly in Maximum his headspace, potential right? to, to deliver it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's half the problem with a lot of these fucking jokes that I have tried to make work that I that don't work is is that I'm just not getting people to see exactly why I think it's funny that Jack Nicholson now only gets <laughs> roles because his heart looks like it's going to explode. About you know I mean? Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bucket list. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. just an old man who dies for yeah. no reason. Uh, you know? Hey, fucking not- Donald Sutherland, every role he does now is just like an old man who dies of old age. You know? <laughs> Morgan Freeman, Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, like- yeah, exactly, right. That's got to fuck with you because, like, you know, fucking... <laughs> You know, they yeah, were like they're 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 not going to Zac Efron and being like, you know what, you're you look like you could die. Yeah, like, like no, if if, like, if if Zac Efron died without causing a movie, there'd have to be twenty minutes in terms of an investigation about why he died. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah like Jack Nicholson's like, I used to get fucking scripts to be a pirate. Now, like every role I get <laughs> is me just being Papap who doesn't wake up from a nap. Like that's gotta Pap-Ap's be Papap's nap. Yeah, it's gotta be so upsetting. I mean, you know? I can't wait to see Jack. All of a sudden, pap pap snap. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a great move this summer. Yeah, Adam hey. Sandler's already written that four times. <laughs> hey um, God, why am I here? <laughs> well, you went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good impression. Yeah. Though. Uh, it's Jack. Everyone could do it, Jack. <laughs> Still, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. thank you, sir. Well, all right, um, four impressions. I'm yeah. up to four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Can I tell you a story about you? I was telling you about what a great and I don't what a box you, but no. what a great, what a pleasant MC you were to work with. Oh, really? Day. Yeah. Uh huh. <clears throat> Please tell me. I was going to tell you the worst MC I ever worked with story because it's funny. I think I want to know real quick too. A guy named Brad Williams. No oh, shit. No. <laughs> it was so damn small. Wait, I want to hear the when you guys because I regretted like after I you know got enough rapport with you guys and then uh, remember on Halloween there was I think. Three shows still or something? I remember there was a reason that, that they... That was over Halloween weekend? Oh, no, yeah. And oh, they, okay. cut, they cut one of the shows. That's what it is. It was a seven and a nine. And right. they cut the nine. I remember Greg going off about cutting the nine show because he was like, you fucking adults need to go out and dress up. And oh, like, right. What yeah, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Just berating the people that were there at seven being like, yeah, we, apparently we're not doing a nine o'clock because you fucking... I gotta put on my my uh, you know Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. costume and be ba- d- uh, you know Betty Boop or whatever. <laughs> but so then you That's guys, so I was trying to get you guys to come up to West Hollywood with me, but you guys were gonna go around the spectrum. I think go to Dave and Buster's or something. Yeah, and I, I left yeah. and I was like, it's a great like the, the Santa Monica parade and the party. And in my head, I left and I was like, they're not coming up. Why would you drive all the way up to Hollywood? Yeah, I think the- it was the distance. Well, also that it was just like that seems like a, a minefield of temptation that would have been a disaster. A thousand yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I'm curious. Especially like- on the sluttiest night of the year. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, you know what? Like, Greg when, was like trying yeah. to fucking yeah. be a. When you have girls that have. Guy. Yeah, when you have yeah. girls that like have two bow ties yeah. on, on their nipples right. and they're like, what's your costume? Conjoin twins in a tuxedo. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know where the but fuck so, that uh, came from. So you, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. great, great costume. But, sure. but you, were, you were saying Whatever, like, it worked. You guys like. Like, uh, like, what did you have? Like, after all the MCs you've had, like, was there a moment when you guys were like, uh, "Oh, all right, well, this guy's not totally terrible." Like, when you're watching the about you, of the sh- yeah, 
Yeah, no, I think we just immediately liked you. You know, like you weren't like needy and you seemed like right. a good dude and you fucking pulled your weight like right. people thought you were funny. Funny enough. And you weren't doing bullshit, you right. know? Like, so it was like, all right, this guy's cool. All right, cool. Yeah. Who was the worst MC? Though? Yeah. Well, this, this, I wasn't with Geraldo, but I yeah. think it's just a fun story to, to sure. tell other comics. But uh, so I was in this club in Rochester, Minnesota called uh, Goonies. Have you guys ever heard of it? Oh, man, I want <laughs> to. It's, and I want to play it. It's really great. Like, it's, it's a dumb B room. Are but you required really to great. do the truffle shuffle at the end of every set? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a reference to the movie? I haven't yeah. seen the movie since I was a child. I don't remember. Chunk, sorry, but... the fat kid. He does. Oh, right, right. Oh, okay, isn't yeah. that? Isn't he like a famous guy? Or isn't he's he a like lawyer a... now. Oh, that's what he does. Yeah, yeah, he's a lawyer now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the point is, yeah. is that so Goonies is literally across the street from the Mayo Clinic, right? Which is where just fucking right. everybody from all over the world fucking comes for, for a hail mary before they die. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because it's like one of the best hospitals in the world, right? Whoa! So the point is, is that most of the people who come to that show are people from somewhere else who uh, are just watching some fucking yeah. dad or grandparent waste away, and, and they need a and laugh. then they come over to the club. So the shows right. are fucking great. Like you can't fuck them up. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah, because when people are that desperate, yeah, to they laugh, just like they it's want like kind of so feels, bad. Yeah, exactly. Like not to be corny about it, but it feels like kind of more important than ordinary stand up because yep. it's like yeah. oh, like I feel like I'm affecting change in someone's life positively. That's right, amazing. like it's that corny yeah. bullshit where it's like, oh, I, laughter, Megan, whatever. It right? is the best medicine. Yeah, yeah. So. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I think the Mayo Clinic yeah. is right yeah, there. Yeah, the Mayo Clinic has That's better right. medicine. Nope. <laughs> yeah, penicillin is a pretty good medicine for one. Nope. These punchlines. Uh, so, uh, as some sort of uh, anti venom is a pretty good medicine, right? I'm not going to fucking joke my way out of a fucking rattlesnake bite, so I, I would go with anti venom. But the point is. So they're like a super great. Sometimes they like hug you after the show. Like it's a wow, real great, right? Man. And I used to do it for like annually for a couple of years when I was like just doing shit in the Midwest all the time. And so uh, I went up there and uh, this one time the MC, the feature act was great. And I don't remember his name, but he was like a good dude. And then the MC was, it was literally his first, second week, right? Ever as a comic. But and when you're up in those small towns, when you're two weeks in, you're the veteran. Yeah, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. He was a blind guy, oh but he was also an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> no. look, here's the thing. Not all, not every handicapped person is an inspiration. You know what I mean? Some <laughs> Why of them, are you locking eyes with me at this point? I'm, because you have the pass <laughs> in your car and you, you get free shit. <laughs> but some of them are just dumb people on yeah. top of yes, being a handicapped yes, person. Yes, and yes, that's yes, this agreed. guy, this fucking guy. I swear to God, I was. We would sit there. He he fucked up everything you could possibly fuck up, and then things we didn't even occur to us you could fuck up. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Like, God. like just for example, uh, he would uh, he would st- sit in the back at a table with us, the other two comics, yeah. and then he would be absolutely astounded every time the show was starting. Like it was news to him. Like so that goofy fucking comedy club music, like yeah. the curly shuffle or whatever bullshit would start playing. <laughs> And he was not prepared, which well, you, I to, think, need to set yourself. To be fair, you can't look down at his watch and go, all right, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still, like, if you have some kind of disability, I think you make yeah. a preparation, sure, especially sure, if you're sure. going to be on stage for the second time of your life, like, or yeah. fifth time, you whatever. You set an alarm, like. Yeah, whatever the fuck you do, yeah. like, you just go, be aware of the. Yes. Right. But so, anyway, so every single time the fucking dumb music would kick up and you're like the jock jam CD, <laughs> he would go like, Y'all ready oh, for this? Yeah, yeah. And he would go, oh, shit, right? And he'd grab his cane and jump up and smash into this wall. There was a wall right here. And he would just, poof, like that, right? Just bam into the, and he would like, oh, fuck that wall, right? 
four shows in a row, same wall, exact same thing, and it got to the point where it's like, I'm not going to tell him, because like, I don't know what it's like to be blind, but you should fucking know that wall's there right now. Like, why isn't Feel muscle out, memory man. kicked in yeah, to go like, wait a minute, when I go right, there's a wall there. Like, he never, he never learned that. He would just, bam, every show, smashing that fucking wall. I would pay and, my last week's paycheck to oh, get dude. that security cam footage. Yeah, every goddamn <laughs> show. splice it together. So then, which is even sillier. Did like, he was doing it as a bit to entertain you guys? No, no, he wasn't entertaining at any level. Okay, because okay, you know, so that so that would be too advanced yeah, for him. So just to watch a blind guy and then his cane falls, he's like this fucking jock jam playing while he's scrambling, scrambling to get it, and then run up on the stage. And then he fucked up literally everything he could fuck up. Like, just MC, like, 101 shit. Like, he would say your name first and then ramble for four minutes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you know, Br- Brad Williams is a comedian, Brad and he's going to be great, and I think you guys are going to like him, and, uh, you know, he's been on TV, and, uh, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy what he does, and so uh, we're looking forward to it. And then, so you never know, like, when to get on stage. You're like, just right. fucking stop talking so I can, so you're just standing there on the edge of the stage like a doofus, you know, because, yeah. like, you know, and he doesn't know you're there either, so, like, no. he can't. Like, oh, he's right here. I'll just wrap it up and, and go. The so entire just, audience yeah, is so looking just at rambling you. rambling while you're just standing yeah. there like an idiot, right? And then, and then the other thing he would do, he would do uh, jokes in your intro. You know, like during your credits or whatever. You yeah, know? He would go like, whatever. He'd go like, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, Adam Ray has been uh, seen on uh, At Midnight. Here's an interesting thing about At Midnight. I don't know if you guys have ever observed <laughs> this, but he would do that in the middle yeah. of a fucking... Where it's like, no, no, no. The time for you to do dumb jokes is done. <laughs> Like, now you just bring the guy up. But he would, so, like, then you'd be standing there for a minute while he bombed, like, just standing on the edge joke. of the stage, right? He bombed right? your credits. Yeah. yeah, he would fucking bomb during my credits. So wow, then, that is a new level. Yeah. So then he would do that shit. And then uh, I would, eventually, I'd go, so the headliner would get off. After I got off, he would come back up and do 10 more minutes of stand-up, right? Like, oh. the show's over. Like, I'm yeah. not trying to, it's not an ego thing. It's just, like, the headliner done. is done. The show's done. You've right. already paid your checks. Yeah, and that people are putting their coats on, and he's still doing fucking dumb jokes, right? Like, and he didn't have; he was bad. Whatever. No, no one wants to see the guitar tech come in and tune the guitar. Yeah. After ACDC, gets yeah, yeah, off yeah, stage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey so. guys, no, I got a couple e- more E chords to play. Right, exactly. Cool. And I appreciate. I don't think it went unnoticed that you compared me to ACDC in that joke. Yeah, hey, that's awesome. No problem, Thanks. man. Yeah. Well, you are. Well, so, hey, you you might. I, I think I think you're the first guy on this podcast. Who has ever written on the Oscars? Oh, thanks. Yeah, nice. dude, I am I am an adult man wearing shorts. So <laughs> and that's very ACDC. I'm a big fan of cargo um, shorts. Yeah. All right. So anyway, me too. So yeah. many pockets. Right. I don't know why people are shitty about. Gave me such a hard time at the Moon Tower Festival about wearing them. Why wouldn't you? There's more pockets. Why yeah. wouldn't you want to carry more things? In thank you. It's for survival. And yeah, right? dude. Like and I am more equipped not, to survive. And I have, it's not a fanny pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, the, people who make fun of cars, fuck them. You're not, <laughs> you're not wrong, Dale. Thank you. Anyway, but you're also, I'm a 38-year-old man with an earring, so what the fuck do I know? Oh, you know a lot. So. Hey, Harrison Ford is a 72-year-old guy with an yeah, earring, right. and he was on fucking and solo. He's real, so. cool. he's real cool. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so, uh, so here's the thing. So then there's one show where he uh, goes to bring me up, and he just rambles for five minutes like he does, sure. and I stand there like an idiot on the edge of the stage. And then finally, he's done with his, like, so here he is, and I think you guys are going to like him. So Jesse Joyce is coming up, and uh, so here he comes, right? And so I fucking come up, and I, I grab the mic, and I'm like, hey, thanks, everybody. And then I watch him, and he's right here, oh, no. and it's like a stage. It's a high stage. It's about, like, oh, no. this high, as high as this table. It's a good two and a half, three oh, no. feet off the ground. He just pitches face forward <laughs> off the stage, just boom, like that, right? Just falls face first. 
fucking into somebody's martini glass. Just bam, right? And and his fucking dumb cane scatters out into the crowd, right? So like it's elsewhere now. Like a rock skipping in the fucking yeah, creek. yeah, exactly, right? So the cane's elsewhere, and then he bolts up, and his head's bleeding, and he's oh, like, "I'm okay," right? And and. and and now everybody who's just spent the last fucking two days holding the dying hand of their grandpa, right, has to watch this fucking crippled kid bleed to death in front of them, right? It's it's the most hor- horrifying and traumatic thing these people could get. They just wanted to come in and forget about their problems, and now there's a guy bleeding to death in front of them, right? So like, oh, my God. Right? So fuck it. A couple audience members pick him up and help him off to the back, and some other guy brings over his cane. This whole thing takes like four minutes to get this guy out of the fucking light in front yeah. of the stage and I'm just standing there like an asshole. Just You're not like, doing material? Like, no, of course not. I'm just standing there like, oh, I hope somebody gets cane. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. It's just a disaster, right? <laughs> so it takes me fucking at least 10 minutes to get them settled and back in shape to fucking pay attention to comedy and forget that fiasco, right? Or whatever. So then I used to do this closer. I don't even know if I was doing it at the time. Did I used to do the nail gun joke about the construction worker who killed himself with a nail gun? I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh, that sounds Because I really might have stopped familiar. doing that by all, the time we all were All I together. know is when you Google your name, it's uh-huh. the third thing that pops up. Oh, really? The yeah. nail gun joke? Yeah. Oh, no shit. It was oh, okay. 2000, like, I want to say 10 when we... Yeah, I don't know if I was okay. doing it then. But yeah. the point is, either way, it's a true story about this guy. And I'm not doing the joke, but I'll just tell you this a bit. Right. Uh, he, was doing, he was working at a construction site, and he cut off his hand with a circular saw. And then that he was so out of his mind upset about it that he picked up a nail gun yeah. and tried to kill himself with it. And he shot 12 nails into his head, and then he didn't die, right? <laughs> and my oh whole God. point was that that's not an Uzi. Those are 12 <laughs> individual decisions that you had to make on your way... Like, why didn't at four you go like, I'm going to fucking <laughs> try Fuck. a rope or go to a hospital, right? But Or, no, I'm, kept, or I'm working construction, so I imagine there's a roof somewhere you could yeah, chuck yourself Yeah, he of. kept firing nails all the way through 12, right? So, oh and so, then I, and, and, uh, so then I would do this act out, right? And yeah. like where I would actually act out how long it would actually take a person, <laughs> like the actual thought process of shooting 12 fucking yeah. individual nails into your brain, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that would always get a big laugh. It was a closer. And a lot of times, if it was a really good crowd, it would get an applause break because it was a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It was act out, right? And it was a funny thing. And act outs always do well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I get an applause break on this fucking nail gun bit. But I have three like crucial punchlines at the end to call back to it and tie it together, wrap it up in a nice little bow and get the fuck off stage, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's how my closer works. It's yeah. like, so then, because the real punch, so they just laugh at the closer, the, the the applause break, and then I reveal the piece of information that I kept from them, which is the fact that the truth of the story is that they went to the hospital and they were able to reattach the guy's hand, but they couldn't remove all the nails from his head. <laughs> so now he still has nails in it. So I, what you, anyway, the whole gist of the joke is that oh, we're going to get a plaque and hang it from his head that says I'm the biggest <laughs> dick in the world because he has a nail in his head. Whatever. So that was the joke. And it, I need those punchlines to get yeah. out so yeah. I can get off stage and say goodnight, thank you, right? Yeah. And so the point is I do the act out part, gets a big applause break, huge round of applause. That fucking dipshit just hears people applauding, assumes that I'm done, and just climbs up on stage and tries to grab the mic from me, right? So now I'm like wrestling with a blind guy on stage where I'm like, no, no, I'm not done with the joke. I still have more of the joke, so don't. And and by the way, he's got a big fucking bandage around his head with like a red... Like a red badge of courage that so he's wearing. Right? It's almost like, like this is what the guy looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this cartoonish, like mash style head injury that he has. You know what I mean? So like this turban with a red fucking blood stain in the middle of it. 
So here's the thing. He doesn't want to risk falling back off the stage again. So he's not going anywhere. So, yeah. like, he just fucking stands there next to me while I phone in my last three dumb punchlines with just staring out into the space of his fucking stupid milky eyes. Just standing there with his fucking dumb cane while I'm like, Ugh, yes, they couldn't get out of the nails out of his head. So they fucking reattached his hand and whatever. Hang a nail. Black. Black. Good night, everybody. Whatever. And I just fucking put the mic back in the stand. I'm just like, fuck it. And I just fucking, you know, sulk away. And then he grabs the mic and does 10 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story. That's unbelievable. That might be the funniest story I've ever heard on He's real bad. Brad and I both haven't laughed like that in a long time, (laughs) dude. Fucking A. The nerve to even, like, after all that, to keep going. It almost would have been okay for you to be like, look, I need to get off on a big moment. I'm shoving you off the stage again. (laughs) To be like, you fuck me, I'm fucking you. You're already wearing a bandage, so the blood's going to be softened already. You got a little padding right there. It's not going to hurt you that bad. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Anyway. Please. And that's that's something you can do to bring back the nail gun joke is just... Tell that story. You know what, dude? It's fucking amazing. People have told me that, like, other comics have suggested that. I yeah. tried it, like, uh, maybe three different times in my life to yeah. do that joke on stage. And comics have a much darker sensibility. <laughs> yeah, than yeah, we do. Of course. No one will ever up. be on board uh, blunt. a guy like me making fun of uh, saying that, like, not all handicapped people right. are inspiring. Are That's inspiring. an amazing premise, dude. I and, like, love that premise. Oh, yeah. my God. But I feel like it's really hard for me to do. That's one of those jokes where I'm thinking, like, someday I can figure out a way Maybe to pull off Maybe you got to do an this. inspiring handicapped story that prefaces that. Yeah, I or guess. Some, some way to like, or maybe the tie in is that now, ironically enough, the guy who reattached his hand and like shot 12 nails into his head, now he's an inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now he's a hero. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he did that shit. Yeah. Oh, but by the way, so when I used to do that joke, I don't know if you guys ever had this happen to you before, but uh, like some predict, whatever, you know, like you have like two or three bits that really resonate with the crowd, no matter yeah. where they fall yeah, in your yeah, set. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. That people always come up and reference the same two or three jokes, yes, right. you know, whatever it, whatever time in your set you're doing those particular bit. When I was doing that nail gun joke, people would come up to me all the time after shows and then tell me some uh, horrific construction accident that befell their fucking oh, no. brother-in-law. Oh, <laughs> you know? And it was like like some just horrible story about some fucking guy who like got his head cut off by a bulldozer. No, and it's like no, like do you understand? Like I had the decency to fucking fill my story with punchlines to make it palatable you know what i mean like right so it was always such a bummer like i would be standing there like trying to sell my dumb cd and like all these people would come up like i got one for you and i knew it was coming and they're just like oh. my brother-in-law got his arm hacked in half he's got three kids i don't know what he's gonna do you know it's like right, <laughs> no punchline you... yeah exactly of course it right no punchline it's just a fucking dumb guy who came to the show but they couldn't wait to tell me horrific construction accidents. This guy yeah. fell off a 10-story yeah. building, right. impaled on a stake in front of his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess ah! he, he was going to go that day and sign life insurance papers. Isn't that a fucking horrific tragedy? Enjoy your night. You know, it was like, why would you tell me that?
It's me, Tony Danza. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.